What's happening, weirdos? It's me. It's Val. Hey, Val. I'm here, too. And this is, unfortunately, Val's not in the chat, but it's me and Christian Lee Hudson. Incredible, incredible guy. Incredible person. Incredible musician. He produced Phoebe Re- uh, Phoebe Records Bridges. <laughs> Phoebe Bridges's record. Uh, so he's an incredible producer and musician. And she produced his record, mm-hmm. which is called Beginner's. We are going to listen to a track from that uh, after a couple plugs here up top. And this, man, I've seen Christian a few times since this episode, and we still reference some of the bits that we did in it. I'm very, very silly. So (laughs) you've been warned. It's a very, very silly, very fun episode. Uh, If you want to come see me be silly and funny live... I only have one tour date right now. It's at Largo here in Los Angeles on February 12th. Uh, Go to Largo-LA.com for tickets. It's going to be a great show. We're going to book it to the gills. And I have a lot of new jokes that I'm very excited about. So I hope you can make it. Always is a better show when weirdos are there. And uh, if you like the show, try a Pete's Pick. Like MeUndies. Who doesn't need underwear? Right? Who, Who doesn't? We're asking. Matthew McConaughey? Yeah, no way. He does not need underwear. But everyone else, if you're not Matthew McConaughey, <laughs> all right, all right. Okay, if, <laughs> is someone you love in a relationship with somebody who tells the same joke over and over? Not, No, 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 Valerie. Or are they with somebody who has the audacity to starfish the bed? Leela. Leela does, yeah, that's yeah. true. Uh, we <laughs> have little things in our relationship that make it ours, and one of them that's teeny is that we wear matching undies, especially here in February, where you get the fun Valentine's Day ones. Gifting... Put romance in your pants. <laughs> Valerie, stick to the script. You can't just <laughs> yell out, be... put romance in your pants. That should be in the script, Okay, right? I agree. Let's that's... say it together. <laughs> Put, Put romance, romance in, in your, your pants. pants with MeUndies. <laughs> gifting underwear for Valentine's Day? Groundbreaking. But gifting matching underwear for you and your significant other? Now we're talking. When I point to you, you say put romance in your pants. Put romance in your pants. Express your one-of-a-kind relationship when you match your bottom half to your better half in fun, limited-edition prints. Put romance in your pants. <laughs> <laughs> I was still working out bottom half and be- yeah, better no, half. Yeah, that's a thinker. It's like, is your better half your top half? Okay. I'm sorry. If I had a better half, it's my top half. <laughs> Mine's if, my top too. If yeah. you're single, mingle in matching pairs with your friends or fam. You can even get dog hoodies or buddy bands to match your four-legged BFF. Be sure to check out all of MeUndies, super cute and super soft undies, socks, bralettes, loungewear, and more available in sizes extra small to 4XL. At this point, I like to point out I have a 40 waist, 40, 42, somewhere around there. Brag. And I, and I get a 3XL just because that's how I like them to fit. So if you're around there, you might want that. Yep. MeUndies has a great <laughs> offer for, for weirdos. For a limited time only, get 25% off your first order of matching pairs for Valentine's. Day. And as a first-time purchaser, you'll also get you can also get 15% off and free shipping right to your door. To get 25% off matching pairs, 15% off your first order, free shipping, and a hundred percent satisfaction guarantee, go to meandies.com slash weird. That's meandies.com slash weird. And put, put romance, romance in, in your pants. pants. We are I'm wearing meandies right now, man. It's like, it's like tickets on luggage. I like these ones. 
Oh, yeah, I know the ones you're talking about. We did about. a complete overhaul. We really love them. And if you need some fundies and you're not Matthew McCundies, go to meundies.com slash weird. <laughs> that was maybe my favorite part of the entire episode. <laughs> All right. Speaking of wonderful things that I put on or take every day, there's a segue. There Ritual multivitamins. These vitamins are a game changer for my life. I've always had a hard time filling in the gaps in my diet. And I recently had a checkup where I was a boom aces. So we deserve to know what we're putting into our bodies and why, especially when it comes to something we take every day. And Ritual's clean, vegan-friendly multivitamin is formulated with high-quality nutrients in bioavailable forms that your body can actually use. That is key. Every other multivitamin I've taken turns my pee the color of Gatorade. And you can just tell and honestly smell that you're just peeing this stuff out. Ritual is not like that. It waits until it's, it's literally time released until it gets to your lower intestine to be broken down where it can actually get into your blood and into your body so you can use it. Well, you won't find sugars, GMOs, major allergens, synthetic fillers, or artificial colorants, plus the fresh minty taste, and as I mentioned, delayed release capsule make taking your vitamins easy. If you do intermittent fasting, like I've been known to do, it has zinc in it, things like that that can upset your stomach, not with Ritual because of the delayed release. So it is 100%, I've tried this myself, Empty stomach approved. I love taking it. I love the minty flavor. I know, love knowing that as a vegan, I'm filling in those gaps in my diet uh, and getting those things that might be hard to get from your diet. And I love knowing it's not going to make me nauseous and it makes me feel ready to start my day. A multivitamin, as we know, should contain key nutrients and forms your body can use, like D3, super important for your immune system, B12, really hard for me to get because I don't eat meat. It's all there in two daily pills, and you'll always know what you're taking because of Ritual's one-of-a-kind visible supply chain. Now available for women, men, and teens, Ritual's multivitamins are scientifically developed to help support different stages of life. And your multivitamins, I love this, are delivered to your door every month in very minimal shipping, which I appreciate, and it is free shipping always. You can start, snooze, or cancel your subscription anytime on their very easy-to-use website, which I've even used it from my phone incredibly easy to snooze your order sometimes if they build up and if you don't love ritual within your first month they'll refund your first order so get key nutrients without the bs ritual is offering weirdos 10 percent off during your first three months visit ritual.com slash weird to start your ritual today thank you ritual for supporting this show last but not least man we can't talk enough about these on air, off air, and in life, it is the Apollo Neuro. The Apollo Neuro is a wearable tech. I have it on right now on my wrist, set to clear and focused, as I always do when I'm doing the podcast. Val has it on her ankle. Also set to clear and focus, but it had just timed out, so I pressed the two buttons on the side. And it reboots it again. For those of you who haven't listened to us gab on and on about the Apollo Neuro, it is a wearable technology that helps your body recover from stress. Right now, we're using it to help us focus, but you can also use it at night, like I do, to help you relax, uh, fall asleep. When Leela wakes me up in the middle of the night and I have a hard time falling back asleep, I push the two buttons on it, reruns the last program, which is always sleep at that hour, and it helps me fall back asleep. That alone, by the way, if it was just a wearable tech that helped you fall asleep, that would be incredible. But it has these different settings. It's like a wearable hug for the nervous system using touch therapy, meaning these almost subperceptual vibrations that your nervous system can understand that help you feel safe and in control. 
gentle, soothing vibrations that train your nervous system to recover and rebalance after stress. It's like finding the uh, fuse box for your body. Mm-hmm. You can use it for energy and wake up, which is a caffeine-free way to get energized. That one seriously, seriously works. It even has a timer function, so you can use that one to wake up. Well, it's a little jarring. You might want clear and focused. Social and open is what it sounds like. Clear and focused. They have some incredibly interesting data coming up soon. I can't wait to be able to share it about specifically clear and focused when it comes to uh, focusing and, and maintaining attention while working. Rebuild and recover. Not only is that great after workouts to help your body uh, reacclimate and get back into your normal state, but it also is wonderful after stressful situations. I use this one all the time. Even if I just did stand up, still my body went into fight flight, all that cortisol came out, I put on rebuild and recover and it helps me wind down. So what used to be like a cocktail or, or a desire for something else, I, I, I let my nervous system get the message from my Apollo and it starts to calm itself down. I used it as soon as I woke up from anesthesia from my surgery and I used it exclusively for the two weeks after. Perfect. Yep. Meditation and mindfulness. Again, if this was just a a wearable tech that helped you meditate more deeply, I would be about it, but it's just one of the things it does and I've had way deeper meditation since I've been using it, which is, I know that sounds, I don't know, maybe it sounds insincere. I completely mean it. The first time I tried it, I went so much deeper, deeper than I had been in years. And it was just a wonderful way to get my body involved in what had been a pretty heady practice. Relax and unwind, which is what I put on when I'm watching TV. And as I mentioned, sleep and renew, which helps you fall asleep without taking a pill or or, or even smoking weed. These things aren't Uh, you know, without their cost. Let your body do it. So Apollo Neuro actually trains the nervous system to cope with stress better over time. The more you use it, the better it works. It was developed by uh, our friend, Dr. Dave, who was on the podcast, a neuroscientist and a board-certified psychiatrist who has been studying the impacts of chronic stress in humans for nearly 15 years. Apollo's effects on stress, sleep, cognitive performance, and recovery have been proven in multiple clinical trials and real-world studies. So as I always say, this is not woo-woo. I know the show gets pretty woo-woo sometimes, but this is hard scientific stuff, and it is wonderful. So many of our friends are wearing them now. So many weirdos have gotten them now, uh, and that makes me happy because it's truly made our lives better. So you can get 10% off, which is incredible. They even have some new colors coming out. There's a limited edition all-white one. Mm-hmm. I already have one, and I was tempted to get another one because it's so cool. Mm-hmm. Check it out at apolloneuro.com slash weird. That's A-P-O-L-L-O-N-E-U-R-O dot com slash weird for 10% off and show your support of this show. All right, everybody. That is super exciting. Hope to see you on uh, February 12th. Uh, at Largo and try Pete's pick and here we're going to listen to one of Christian Lee's songs from his new record Beginners which is incredible we have it on vinyl I recommend you do too let's listen to one of my favorite songs it's called Lose This Number this is Christian Lee Hudson Val get into it That reminded you of me 
would be fantastic. Did you really go for a run? I did, yeah. I, am I, is it this? Oh, 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 just turn it up. Yeah, turn it up. Where, huh? China, check, check. Chinese checkers. Chinese checkers. You can say that. Check the ch- ch- Chinese chicken. Do you know that song? Have a drumstick and your brain stops ticking? I didn't know that that was the next lyric. That's the only Watch lyric. Watch X Files with no lights on? <laughs> I don't know the next line, do you? Watch the next Files with, with no, no lights, lights on? Hot like wasabi when I bust rhymes. There was a time when it was very because you're you're much younger than I am. Yeah, and there was a time you should have said no. Uh, there was a there well, was I don't know. I assume <laughs> yes. Well, you were born in 1990, which yeah. is a Sarah Silverman bit where she's like, "There are people born in the 90s," <laughs> and I laugh really hard at that bit because there are people born in the year 2000 that are adults now. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Oh no! Yeah. Oh no! Yes. I don't care for that fun fact. It's not a fun fact. No, it's horrible. It's just a fact. Yeah. Because the '90s was when I got to be a child. <laughs> a child. <laughs> I regret saying child. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I also was a child. <laughs> I was a child in the '90s. Are you I got saying to be a teen? Okay, you got to be a teen. Like, what was your? When did you grow up? Like, what's your answer? My teen. Because I'm the '90s. My teen was. My teen years were the 2000s, like 2013 to 2008. Yeah. Okay. Or two, well, that is that's not horrible that's, math. It, we went the wrong way yeah. too. Yeah. You mean 2008 to 2013? Sorry, two. I can't. 2003. 2003. 2010 was my teens. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, because you were born in 1990. Yeah, I can't think of. I think feel like the the years between 2000 and 2010. I only think of them as 2011, 2012, 2013. I don't know why. I because can't. the zero numbers. The zero. I don't acknowledge. We don't, it we don't acknowledge that. Yeah. You know, most of us don't. Doesn't make. What difference. really happened between <laughs> 2000 and 2010? Anyway, well, I jumped to. I, I mean, jumped. There I was might, pretty big. I things. was a child. <laughs> that well, was when I got to be a child. Yes. Yeah. One thing's for sure: all of the wars and all of that stuff. Not your fault. No, you I were, couldn't. I was not even of yeah, age to go to you're war. Pooping in your panties. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I regret saying panties. <laughs> Although, because I have a baby, we say everything is everything. You know what I mean? Yes. So I was just trying to say pants. Panties. And panties are like a cute way of just saying pa- like put on your panties. Yeah. Like your shoesies, your jackie, you wouldn't say jackies. You don't want to say jackies. Although JFK would say put on your jackies, <laughs> meaning any of her clothes. Yeah. Would you, for fu- for fuck's sake, put thing. on your jackies? Yeah. yeah. The little pillbox hat. Yeah. <gasps> That's a good lyric. He might what if I do that, that to you? That's a good lyric. That's a good lyric. Think pillbox, about that. Pillbox hat? That's like very much what a dad would do. It's like, you've got to write a song about that. <laughs> That's a song. I do. Look. Pillbox hat. Give me your honest read. <laughs> like, well, do you think pillbox hat? Because here's why a pillbox hat for sure is an interesting enough phrase that I would be like, it's funny for comedy, meaning could be interesting for music. Now, I am 100% JK when I say you should do that. But well, like, someone already did it. There's the, hat? There's the uh, Bob Dylan song. Hot I see was- you got I- your brand new leopard skin pillbox hat. <gasps> 
I don't know why I did it in that voice. That's not the voice <laughs> well, of Bob yeah, Dylan. You were like deflating all. a Bob Dylan. Yeah. Like we found the <laughs> valve on Bob Dylan and you opened it and it was like, oh, I might as well <laughs> sing one before I go. <laughs> you got your level here, Bill Bob. And then he's gone. No Actually, one thinks to refill him until 20 years later. The voice I just did that in was the voice that Bob Dylan wishes that he had. Like in his mind, he's sort of like, I feel like he wants to be like, sometimes wants to be like a, like a blues singer. Like yes. a Chicago style electric blues singer. Meaning a lot of cheese and tomatoes on the hot Lots dog. of deep dish blues singer. <laughs> I'm a deep dish blues singer. Oh, you're from Chicago? Yeah. <laughs> so stupid. Uh, that's interesting. I've never considered that Bob Dylan might have like had this idea in his mind. Obviously, he's writing these great songs. Yeah. He gets a guitar. He learns how to play. And then the first time he sang, he was like... And we just said, and he's like, "Oh shit, <laughs> shit!" Spent months acquiring all this gear. I'm really gonna do it. He got the hat. He should have <laughs> <laughs> tried in the shower first or something. He got his like Ooh. harmonica contraption. Yeah. He's got all this. <laughs> yeah, the the short circuit to Hanukkah Hanukkah to harmonica <laughs> holder that he got for Hanukkah. It is Hanukkah right now. For so. Hanukkah, get a harmonica. <laughs> Just to sing That's the Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what gets stuck in my head? What? O.J. Simpson. Not a Jew. That yes. Part. I always say uh, that. Jennifer Connelly's half Jewish. Not uh, too shabby. Is that what it is? Oh, oh yeah, wait, I think that's Harrison Ford is a quarter Jewish. Not too shabby. Not too shabby. Which he yeah. rhymes with so's dear Abby. Yeah. Yeah. This, I forgot how much of that song is just naming Jewish people. I mean, Yeah. Yeah. There was a time. This brings us back. <laughs> I'm saying in the 90s, Bare Naked Ladies. First of all... Not a song where you, they're naming Jewish people. <laughs> no. No. Chickadee China is a Jewish guy, I know. <laughs> Chinese chicken is actually... She's Chinese. <laughs> Be weird if she wasn't. You've met my friend Chinese chicken. And then it's I feel Jewish, like... And though. then it's a Jewish person. Yeah. Uh, there was a time when Bare Naked Ladies, the name was very funny. Yeah. That was just like, oh my God, can you imagine? I think about that band actually so often because I feel like <laughs> I feel like that would be such a like I feel like my what I imagine is there's these guys that when they're in high school they're all fucking around they're like yeah let's have this joke band name yes and then they have one song that just blows up and then that becomes their whole life. I'm gonna stab you there. Yeah, one song. I feel like there was one song. Was there more than one song? There's more than. The one week, Broke right? into the old apartment. <laughs> okay, wait. Sing the next line. I don't know the next line, this but I know. This is where I we used to. How do you not remember? This is where we used to live. I was it's pretty a basic. baby. Okay. <laughs> Fair. I didn't know we were talking for realsies. I thought we were just being silly. And, you're uh, like, and then you drop. I was a baby. On I was me. a baby. You oh, can't right. expect me. I'm creeping towards the grave. <laughs> Every moment, <laughs> you're getting the same age. Speaking of creeping toward the grave, that's mm. what I imagine is that this the, the singer of that band, whoever started that band, that yeah. is going to be, there's going to be like a pitchfork or like a consequence of sound article that's like, it's not going to maybe even say his name. Singer of the Bare Naked yeah, Ladies no, dies. I, I'm afraid that it would say... Stephen. No, no, no. And I'm not even trying to put him down. Yeah. It would say lead singer of Bare Naked Ladies. Yes. Or... Guitarist of Bare Naked Ladies, yeah, is is dead. 
Exactly. <laughs> and then that's, and that's your high school joke that accidentally got out of hand. You are funny. What? That's right. Yeah. You just tied your whole point together. Yeah. I thought I had to reintroduce it. You're still on it. Yeah. You're on track. I won't let go of it. You're I the think Polar about Express. <laughs> but you, dude, I think there's an element that you're not even, maybe you are, I bet you are, because it sounds like you think about this a lot. Not only is it the stupid joke from high school. Yeah. They're smoking a, I believe they call them spliffs. Yeah. <laughs> they're passing around a spliff. <laughs> and one of them's like, we should have a man the beard he can leave. And it is funny. And then it is the thing that is tied to your obituary. Yeah. Not only that, but it's the joke. It's the joke name is in the obituary. Meaning someone doing the news would be like, the lead singer of the... <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if he's not familiar with the group... Yeah. The lead singer of the Bare Naked Ladies. <laughs> oh, I'd like to see what is that? A Amsterdam act? <laughs> calls it anything with nudity is an Amsterdam act to this guy. I uh, I have a I have also like when you think about the Bare Naked Ladies, they still play on like big festivals and stuff like that. Do they? Yeah, BNL. Yeah, they still do. And 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 especially at the time, I think about this a lot. At the time, you know, they were playing like probably like Lollapalooza, any like huge festivals Bare where there would be like Palooza. Paul McCartney is yeah. on the bill. Yeah. And what person that like plays music wouldn't be like, oh my God, I'm on the same bill as Paul McCartney. Yes. I just imagine him sitting in the catering and nobody will talk to him. They're just like, Talk to Bear, Paul McCartney? No, talk to Bare Naked Ladies oh. guy. Because he's just, and then it's like, it, to be in a well, band that's a joke band like that, you're, no one will respect you. I, well, here's a fact that I can't let go of, and I don't know why. <laughs> but the Goo Goo Dolls. Yeah. Fee Bridge covered oh, yeah. the Gigi. Yeah. The Gigi D. Yeah. You know the Gigi D. I know the Gigi D. Which Gigi is why D. I'm like, you know the Gigi D. Yeah, we all know. We all, they have like nine hits. They do have a lot of hits. They have a lot of hits. But that one is the, is the one. I don't want the world to see me. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's the one that we all know. We agree. Yeah. I won't tell no one your name. I won't tell no one your name sounds incorrect grammatically. I won't tell I won't. no one your well, name. Well, that means he's going to tell everyone that person's name. Oh. I won't tell no one your name. <laughs> I will tell everyone <laughs> your name. Oh, my God. If I was you and I had your voice and your talent, I would cover that song. With that joke and be like, I will tell everyone your name. I'm going to tell him your name. <laughs> and the video is just random stock photos of people. And it has the watermark over it. You didn't even pay for Shutterstock. I'm going to tell his your name. I'm going to tell her your name. I'm going to tell these guys your name. Yes. And then kind of a haunting. The rest is hauntingly beautiful. That makes it funnier. If it's if it is sincerely beautiful, if it does it make it start sincerely beautiful in the middle, just a bunch of bullshit. Yeah, and then at the end, that's a great formula, I think. For oh yes, yeah. Have you ever considered covering a like a stupid song? Oh, I've covered many stupid songs. That was like most of my quarantine. Interesting. Was I was like, well, I heard the cover. Show me, show me, show me. Oh yeah, that's a real. one. That's not a joke. That's song. not a joke. That's I a love good that song. song. What I, do you think the trick is? Of what? Show oh, me, the show trick? Me, show me how you do that It trick. has to be sexual. It's got to be something with the butt, right? The one that makes me scream, she said. She's, I thought it was scream, she's sick. Oh. No, By I think way, it's scream, this she's happened, sick. It's scream, she's sick. And this happened when I when Phoebe did this podcast. What? Where she, she was talking about her interpretation of the lyrics to uh, It'll All Work Out, the Tom the Petty Tom song. The Tom Petty song, yeah. And I just, like, like in this moment, I, I'm talking to a musician, and I'm like, 
I'm right. You know the real lyrics. But I feel like I'm right about she's sick. Which might be. And I feel like Phoebe was... I'm sorry. Phoebe. 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 Uh, I forget what it was, but I remember thinking that I was right and she was wrong. And that's a weird feeling when you're Did talking to Did you ever figure real. out how, who was right? Well, in her case, there's no way to know. It's just a, what do you think he means? Oh, it's what do you think he means? Phoebe thought it was funny that Tom Petty, the the character who's singing the song, Mm -hmm. thinks it'll work out, like that the the woman that broke his heart is going to come back. Uh And I was like, oh, that's funny. I just feel like she's also young like you. And I'm like, I feel like being an older person, I'm more in touch with what Tom Petty, very who's older... Like it'll all work out means no, I, I don't really think it'll work out. Yeah, what I do mean, you think? I didn't take a hot take. I, I took it as like life is complicated and we still keep living, and exactly like, not that it was like she's gonna come back to me one day. I don't think the guy, the character singing the song, thinks that woman's gonna come. No, back. there's nothing else that implies that he thinks that he's just yeah. like, I was a fucking asshole, and then right, uh, you know, right. When I got divorced, my brother was like, Here's a song. And I was that like, song? why would you do this to me? <laughs> That's good, though. It is good. It was <laughs> catharsis. It was good for divorce. It was. Yeah. And so was uh, Ben Harper's uh, Please Bleed was a big... Do you know that song? No. Yeah. <laughs> it's about the menses. No, it's, it's, it's about waiting for your girlfriend to get her period because you don't you don't need this right now. Yeah, please bleed. Please bleed. No, it's, it's about <laughs> fighting with somebody, that, I could be wrong, who you're breaking up Yeah. and they're not emotional and so it's like please please bleed so i know that you're real Uh, so that i know that you can feel the damage that you've done so it's like yes she's breaking up with him but she seems so robotic which by the way good move if you're going for a breakup you gotta you go go and steal it yeah don't go in like (laughs) you gotta be like christian christian you gotta stay yeah you gotta stay oh yeah yeah Go ahead. You have to stay closed off. Yes. No emotions coming through. And then Ben Harper's you've got to like, get through it. That's Yeah, that's right. <clears throat> yeah. And every moment, you're closer to it being over. Yeah. And, and then you can do all the stuff years down the line. Are you married? Feeling it. Yeah. Okay, so you won't need this. But <laughs> my best breakup advice from Dr. Gary Penn, my therapist, who whose podcast, now we'll say he has a podcast, is available now. He He's a, a brilliant man. And he, he gave me this advice. When you're breaking up, I was like... I think we would role play a breakup <laughs> because I was trying to break up with this very scary woman. Yeah. And I would be like, well, she's going to say, you're going to regret it. You don't know how special I am. Something like that. Wow. And he, I know she was fun. And, uh, he was like, just agree. Just be like, you're right. Oh, I probably will regret it. It's the only way. That is the only way That's forward, genius. I guess. That's genius. But still, you're you not going to get past it. That's right. Yeah. Or you can say, maybe I will. That that's that's the best. Maybe one. I will is a good. Maybe one. I will. That's like the least confrontational option. But you don't say no, I won't, because then they go, you don't know, you don't know what it, this is. What you would say, you don't know what LA is like. You don't know what LA is like. Also, them saying that is is in effect them like casting some weird spell on you. Because maybe you will get to a point in your life where you're like, oh my god, she was right. Yeah, like I do really regret it now. Oh yeah. That's but if, if you say maybe I will, you're opening you're open to the possibility that you you probably won't. You know what I call it? What? You're forgiving reality. You're like, I might. Like there's a chance. And that's a powerful position. What did you say? Forgiving reality. Forgiving re- reality. Forgiving reality. Oh yeah. You know who said that? Who? Richard Rohr. And I know you're from the your from your namesake. 
<laughs> name's like Richard Rohr. No, no, you. Christian. <laughs> oh, yeah. That we grew up similar. Oh, yes. So when I read, again, I'm, I'm 42, so like I don't, we'll get to it. Yeah. We'll get to it. Sure. And we will. And yeah. I can't wait. But I've gone, I've driven so far away from my faith that I've gone around the world and driven up the same street from the other direction. <laughs> Does that make sense? You're a, you've become a Christian again accidentally. Yeah, accidentally. <laughs> I was like, you're driving, you're like, I'll see you in hell. And you drive, and you drive so long that you're like, wait, is that my old house? <laughs> like, you're just like loving the Lord again. Yeah. So that's where I'm at. But I read uh, Richard Rohr. And even if it doesn't matter, I, I don't consider myself a Christian. I just, whatever. It, I'm into that stuff. He says the first forgiveness, we were given a bad narrative, which was that Jesus died to forgive all your bad mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. I'm assuming you were raised the same way. Right? Oh, of course. Right? You're bad. Stop being bad. Look at this bleeding guy. He did that because you're so bad. Yeah. Which is, which is really like an adulteration of the whole thing, I would say. And he says, really, the first reality of, of Christianity is, is to, is, uh, I'm sorry, the first forgiveness is to reality. The forgiveness that it's interested in is the whole, sorry, I'm preaching here, but like, no, is I'm, the wholeness of holiness, meaning it all belongs. It's all here. The suffering, my brother saying, listen to this song, that's holy. Yeah. Like, sit with your heartbreak, sit with disappointment, sit with random disaster, sit with disease, sit with fam, whatever it might be. Say, forgive it all. Wow. Because it's what's going on. It yeah. doesn't mean that you can't, you know, try to do good things and stuff. But anyway, I, love I don't that. know. How, do you love it? Yeah. Right? You were, as you were saying, as you were talking about that, I was... You I wrote was, a song? No, I, yeah, I'm, I have a new song to play you. Um, Billbox <laughs> hat. Billbox hat. Forgiven <laughs> reality. Um, I know your sound. <laughs> Forgiven reality. My new sound is uh, screaming. Yeah, it's kind of a uh, sound gardening. Yeah. <laughs> Forgiven reality. Billbox hat. Um... <laughs> No, I was thinking about this. Somebody sent me a meme or whatever the other day of this thing. That it was a picture of Jesus all bloody and shit, and it said, <laughs> "That's so great." At the side of the crucifixion, that's it. No, somebody walking by in Jerusalem. Man, you all bloody and shit. <laughs> to, to, to the so King of Kings, Jesus, he's all bloody and shit, and yes. and it just says, "If you don't sin, then Jesus died for nothing." Oh my god <laughs> which i was like oh that's such a good way to think about it you got to that is <laughs> i'm also like for some reason that appeals to like my addict brain yes i have this like if you eat i last night yeah uh we were shooting last week and and on friday i don't drink anymore so like <clears throat> we had some cookie dough in the fridge mm-hmm. and as soon as i eat some I have, if you don't sin, Jesus died for nothing kind of thing. Meaning, if you ate a little, uh-huh. you might as well eat, like, I'm going to say at least five cookies oh worth of God, cookie yes. dough. Because it's that all or nothing thinking, again, I learned yeah. that from Richard Rohr, is is all addict. And, and it's, it's church sort of has its own addict thinking thing, which oh, yeah. is like it's either in or out. All or nothing. Yep. And I think that is maybe what it appealed to me about it. I was like, I'm a good boy because I don't touch my ding dong and I don't say fuck or shit or cunt or piss or fucking shit and piss. Cunt. 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 cunt Jesus, cunt, cunt. you're writing a beautiful, this is like a Christmas song. <laughs> and then, of course, you hear sleigh bells and it's cunt, 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 cunt. Oh my god! It just turns into 
It just turns into dun 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 and stops being the word cunt. And then it's just you going dun 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 dun. The song is great, but it takes a takes a weird sort of carnival turn for no reason. For no reason. Just when you think you know what it is, oh, it's. It's like an offensive song. It's like a joke. But <laughs> oh then for ten minutes, it's just waiting for clowns to come out of a car. <laughs> it's just some guy going da da da, and then for and then at some point they just stops, and you hear someone like the rustling of keys, and someone like opening cabinets and stuff. Like he just left the recorder running. <laughs> And this is the Pitchfork's <laughs> review, and beneath it it says, Singer of Fair Naked Lady! <laughs> Dead! <laughs> this is an alternate oh my God. universe where I release that song and that person's dead. That person is not I mean, dead. I mean, honestly, there, <laughs> I could see a world where that is music at some point soon. Oh, you know? where it needs to get like almost absurd. Yeah, like, I, have you ever heard? Do you know what hyper pop is? No. Well, let me tell you. Tell you I don't know if I'm going to describe it that well, but it, it's like it's it it's. Ex- fuck! How do I explain this? It. The, the cabinet's open. It's just just a snippet of his day. <laughs> it's like it's genius. It's like a day in the life. Yes, um, I do know. Do you know Matt Matty Bernier? Oh yeah, On, love that guy. Uh, I don't know him yeah. well, but I'm a huge fan. Me too. Yeah, high foot. <laughs> you just high five my foot. I just I got out of the I'm, shower. These are and these are fresh and clean. Yeah, you just high five nothing. Yeah, I can't believe I can believe it because I'm really. You can't get COVID from a foot. See, people listen to Rogan and they get all sorts of info. They yeah. come here for the real shit. The real stuff. You, can't you cannot get, get COVID from a foot, people. <laughs> kind of like Trump. Yeah. You can't get COVID from a foot. Like <laughs> We're looking into it. We don't. <laughs> a lot of people are saying things. Some people are saying you get COVID from a foot. My favorite thing that Trump did was that he would <laughs> say something and say the exact opposite right after. In the same speech. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's He's almost. Really covering his bases. Where is, <laughs> where is the movie? I want the movie that like kind of like unswirls the swirling and goes like, look at this. But I want you to make it. Like I wanted to be lighthearted and sort of like, yes, I do. (laughs) (laughs) Look, look, he says this because I don't want it to be too uh, heavy. I want to be able to watch it at night (laughs) before bed. That's the thing that's difficult with him is (laughs) is it gets real heavy. It feels less heavy because he's not in office right now. But I think all of us are in the bottom. Like deep down somewhere, like this, we may have to do this again, and then right, it'll be heavy right, again. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. You did it. You did it. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the fun fact: Matt Berninger, who I also love so much, mm-hmm. uh, and I remember we talked a little bit about our love of the National and Elliot yes. Smith. Yes. Especially early at early early at Smith. Early at Smith. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Earliest Smith. <laughs> I mean, I drive by that mural. The uh, is that XO? The no, it's not XO. Figure eight mural. Figure the thing eight. That's like half a sushi restaurant now. I it, call it yeah. Say Yes Sushi. Say Yes Sushi. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Perfect. Well, we'll get into that. Let's talk about that. But anyway, there's on Elvi. Mm-hmm. There's a song 
where he goes, hello, hello. Oh yeah. Come on in. Like it's, it's during an instrumental section. And I asked him about that and he was like, yeah, I was just recording like melodies and the, and housekeeping came in, in his hotel room. So he did use the cunt, 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 the cabinets. Like sometimes that's uh, that makes the record. I love when that kind of stuff makes the record. Right? Accidental stuff. I feel like, I mean, I go right to, are, do you know who Kurt Cobain is? Yeah, that's from, that was from, from when I was a child. You go from Foo Fighters? Yeah, from Foo Fighters. <laughs> I just love no, that I story. Never, when, I would never say that. Something in the way, they couldn't record it. Uh-huh. And then he just finally laid down on a couch and they just moved one microphone over to him. That's because that. he was playing it. Yeah. I just love stories. I, I love stories like that all day. And tell me what Hyperpop is. Oh, God. Fuck. Oh, shit. I can't, I can't believe I brought it up. I'm like, now I have to somehow describe it. And when people listen to this, they're going to be like, that's not what it is. Should we just listen to it? <coughs> we could Did just listen some? to it. I can't sing it because it's all in like auto-tune. It's like t- it's taking the most extreme things that you can do to music and almost every musical influence you can imagine. Dubstep? And, yes, all of it. <laughs> Turning it up to like a thousand. It's like psychotic. It sounds like the chipmunks are on like... I'm sorry, Alvin, Simon, and Theodore? Yes, the, you know. Not just the, the woodland animals. <laughs> Maybe them too. Uh, like anything, it's, it's fucking total... It sounds like the monkeys, and it sounds like these monkeys. <laughs> it's total anarchy. It's, yeah. it's like psychotic to listen to. But that's what makes me think... We, you, we should, you should listen to some of it. Sometimes when I look, you know... When I look at the world mm-hmm. and everything that's happening, yeah, it, sometimes I'm like, is this what happens when you can watch any movie? Like, we, we've had movies, but it used to be like, I, I found a nickel and I got a dame on my arm. Let's go to the old cinema. I don't know why I'm singing so much. It was like a special thing, right? Yeah. You'd get a popcorn and a milk dud. Yeah. And uh, it was special. And now I'm like just constantly streaming everything up my own butthole. Yeah. And then I also think about music being that way, constantly available. You gave me your record, which is so nice. And when I do play records, I, I appreciate that like you, you have to inter- engage with the media every once in a while. Yeah. You have to flip it over. You have to put the needle in. And you kind of you have to wait 15 seconds of that. Yeah. Like, you have to be like, oh, fuck, this needle's not really working. Oh, God damn it. Skipping the fucking turntable. Exactly. Clean it up. You blow yeah. it off and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I think about pornography and Amazon. Yeah. Meaning we are just, there's this great thing on The Simpsons called Homer wants a ranch hose. That's like his dream Mm -hmm. is just a ranch dressing hose. So I call this time ranch hose time. (laughs) I say that as if I've said it. I've never said that. But I am now saying this is ranch hose. And I'm like, what is going on that you you can be like, I want to see a compilation of uh, someone coming on feet. Like you could do that. And then as soon as you're done, that's not even the highlight of your day. That was just 10 minutes of your day. And then you're watching, like when I saw Hawkeye, the TV show, I haven't seen it. I haven't watched it, but I'm just like, something's happening where we're being given everything you could, before you even could think that you want it, it's being given to you. Yes. Like, Hawkeye, Jeremy Renner Hawkeye. is a movie star. And yeah. now they're just like, yeah, but we got him to do a TV show just for you. Because <laughs> we know you love to watch TV shows too, huh? <laughs> like there's no like, they'll get anybody to do anything for yeah. everybody. And we'll watch it and we'll eat it up like Stranger Things season three. We'll eat it up and then we'll forgot that we've eaten it. And what I'm saying is, 
I see the, I'm not even joking, the Capitol riot or the, the story in the Capitol, whatever you call that. I see, and now you're saying hyper pop. Yeah. It all seems to be what happens. Let's get some rats. Let's get some, <laughs> let's get some primates. And and just like fucking flood Let's some chimpanzees <laughs> with everything they could want. You like bananas? Here's some goddamn bananas. And wait until those monkeys are like, "Let's storm the laboratory." Like it's good. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? It is. Like, there's too much. It's there's too much. Too much of everything. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And that's what's happening. And that and hyper hyper pop seems like just another. It doesn't surprise me at all. Yes. Yeah. I, I feel like I'm at the risk of sounding a little like an old man talking about Welcome it. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Remember the bare naked ladies? They had more than one hit. They had more than one hit. <laughs> this is the old And the Goo Goo Dolls. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is a colonoscopy at this point. It, you, everyone listening is getting a colonoscopy <laughs> right now. Oh, you're. I hope not, because when you laugh, you clench, and that too. That's not good for the colonoscopy. Oh, I haven't no. had to do one yet, but. Yeah, know. well, you, how old are you? I'm 31, so yeah, I've got ways what, off. Nine years? They just lowered it to 45. Okay, I thought it was 40. No, 40 is uh, Fingy up the mummy. Oh, okay, that's fine. Yeah, drop the panties, Fingy up the mummy. <laughs> that's a callback. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to having a child. And by the way, when you. Do you have a general physician? No. When you're meeting them, go ahead and <laughs> take a look take at their a, fingers. Take a note at, during the handshake. <laughs> Want to see the girth of the digits? <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know this sounds. I don't mean this in like because the long history of like bits about prostate exams yeah. does have like homophobic tendencies. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like at least buy me dinner first. Oh, you know all that sort of stuff. I am not getting in that line. No. I'm giving real advice. Yeah. I had a doctor, he retired. That man was like Andre the Giant's digits. <laughs> he got the he got the those thickies. Yeah. And now I have this very dainty, it's a female That's small great. hand. And she even said it last time I got a prostate exam. She was like, small hands, like they're aware. Yeah, they they're know. like, don't worry, small hands. Don't worry. But she Andre did a the shadow Giant puppet show, didn't. I could barely see it. <laughs> But this other guy, you got those thick. Yeah, those big sausages. I don't like it. Yeah, I don't like that. Uh, go, go on. What was I going on about? You were going to sound <laughs> like an old man, but... Oh, just t- like being like, it's too much, hyper pop. It's too much. It's too much everything, though. I'm but just it talking, is too much. As you, as you, uh, listening to you talk about I that... I find 12-string like, guitars too much. Well, everyone does. Why? Who has the patience for that? <laughs> I want to... You know what? I'm even listening to it. <laughs> tuning. Yeah. Yeah. Just... You got a way to tune. It's not that special once you hear it. You're nope. like, it's fine. No, nope. nope. my youth pastor played a twelve string ovation yes. guitar. Oh god! And uh, most of the service would just be him tuning it. <laughs> well, that's kind of nice in church. Yeah, you know? it, it, it ate into the time. Did he? Did he talk or try to preach while he tuned? And all he's like, "Well, I'm tuning this E string. I just want to talk to you guys about uh, our Lord." E, <laughs> yeah, you know what real ecstasy is? Saying no to drugs. <laughs> Saying no to sex and drugs. Unless that... it's anal before, because that is not God's hole. <laughs> oh, my God. That's a That's Christian thing. Hole. Oh, I yeah. know. Yeah. Uh, Garfunkel Notes have the song uh, God's Loophole. God's Loophole. And yeah. And I knew people, I knew of them. There was like lore of them. I feel like there was a lot of them. There were yeah. a bunch of them. The A holers. <laughs> the A holers. <laughs> you know the A team? <laughs> this is the A team. <laughs> 
<laughs> Forget B.A. Baracus. We got the real A team over here. It stands yeah. for ass, and it, and they're still technical virgins. Nothing. It does make me sad that people yeah. are like, that was like their first. Yeah. Well, that you had to like shroud your sexuality and yeah. in a in a conceit is is sort of yeah unpleasant. But then also, anal sex is not for everybody. You know what I mean? No, it's not everybody's but, cup of tea. Yeah, especially I mean the Christians. I don't know. It doesn't seem. I like feel like I have a hard time imagining like a Christian, like a Christian, like people like knowing to like lube up or like do any of the stuff. I think I think you just said exactly what I was trying to get at, which yeah. is I'm like, you can't just. Look, yeah. At least in Brokeback Mountain, there was a little attempt to kind of yes. be like, "There's so, you remember what I'm talking yeah, about?" Yeah, of course. But uh, iconic. Scene. It is an iconic. <laughs> scene. I saw it. I, got, I rented a Blockbuster, mm-hmm. and it faded half to black. Wait, during that scene? Yeah. Like Blockbuster censored Brokeback Mountain. That's right. God, that was not that long ago, too. That's it was insane. not that long ago. And now then, there's like full frontal dick in like every single movie. FFD. Yeah. I just saw a movie last night, two nights ago, that's like lots of full frontal dick. Flopping about? Flopping about. It's doing never all kinds erect. of stuff. You've never seen it. I'm going to give you a trivia because I bet yeah, you know not, it. Yeah, there's not. Yeah. What's. I bet you know it. What? Pretend we're in a bar. Okay. This one's for the win. All right. Name a mainstream movie. Mm-hmm. Like everybody saw it. Katie, you could play too. That features an. Er- a mostly erect penis. That's a clue. It's mostly erect. When you see it very briefly, that's a clue. Is this Boogie Nights? It's a great guess. Well, I mean, that's that's flassy, obviously though. fake, too. It's fake and flassy. It's both. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'll just tell you. What is it? I'll pause here in case people yeah. are playing at home. Yeah, let's wait for them to. I'll just wait for them. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, uh, it's Fight Club because he splices in a single frame of oh pornography. Oh my god! Yeah, and it's a. I think it's as close to an erect penis you can get without getting an NC seventeen. It's wow. sort of like I'd call it a puffed. Yeah. It's like a puffed, like a puffed rice. <laughs> it's the puffed rice of ding dongs. It's in between. Yeah, it's not quite there, but yeah. it's been fluffed a little bit. How do you? You don't you? Uh, but how do you know? I mean, based based on. There was no diving board feeling to it. <laughs> there was nothing jutting. There was no jut. Yeah, that's true. Well, uh, yeah. There's a porn director named Jut Apatow. Jut Apatow. <laughs> oh this makes God. really long films. <laughs> well, it's in, two film. ways, yeah. in two ways. In two ways. Because it's jutting. Oh, um, they're they're very, but they they have a lot of heart. <laughs> Surprising heart. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> okay, uh, we're old. And then that's... Oh, this is the lyric I wanted to ask you. About. Yeah. It made me laugh so hard when I heard it, and I'm going to get it wrong. But it's about trying cocaine, and, and then you get this laugh when you said it at Largo. Oh, yeah. And thinking, I, what is it? You tell me. The I tried cocaine at my cousin's house. I'm probably addicted now. Yeah. The things the children lie about. Uh-huh. Yeah. The things that children like. Yeah, about. that's sweet. It's a sweet thing. At it the is end. sweet. <clears throat> yeah. Um. What the thing that that if you do cocaine once you're addicted? Well, just like the I feel like when I was a kid in high school, there was a lot of like people wanted to be like as fucked up as possible or whatever. So you would uh, there was a lot of kids like lying about doing drugs or whatever. like 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 the uh, same thing as like yeah I had sex I was at when I was on cam- at camp yeah that with was my cousin's friend. That was it was always camp, and it yeah. was always in the woods. 
Yeah. We went in the woods. I've there's been in no the woods. way to there's... trace it. There's no way to track this lie. I thought you were also going to be yeah. like, there's nowhere in the woods to have sex comfortably. <laughs> well, that might be true. I mean, maybe the standy positions, but I feel like your first time you're not you're going to be like, uh, yeah. all right, standing splits, do a forward fold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. First time, no. No, 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 no. Yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah. You got to. You need to. You need to. I mean, I guess first time is always going to be. Bad, missionary. No how. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> First time's always going to be missionary. missionary. Bad. I was going to say bad. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> did is that? I'm not looking. I don't think it's that salacious that you did cocaine. But did you really have that experience? Because, like uh, we were saying about the attic mind of, of Christianity. Yeah. It seemed like I had that too. Like if you do cocaine, uh, you are ad- addicted. And were you, yeah. was that a real story? I mean, I didn't. I don't know if I ever thought I was addicted, but I did. Um, I think that was just something I noticed about like being a kid is that everybody like. It, it, uh, yeah, I did cocaine when I was like in high school or whatever. But I maybe think- I did the, have a fantasy or whatever that I was addicted or something. Like you sort of wanted to be. <laughs> I want to be out of control. People yeah. should worry about me. I remember the girls I knew in high school that smoked yeah. were fully aware that they would get addicted. Yeah. And I swear I think they wanted to get addicted. Yeah. Because you wanted I, I another a family member of mine who smoked, we called it winnable games. Like life is so crazy. Yeah. Why not get it and by the way, don't, but like the <laughs> feeling is why not get addicted to something? Yeah. Like coffee. That's yeah. a good example. Because you can get it everywhere. So, yeah. like, go ahead and get an addiction so that you can have the pleasure of relieving the addiction. And I swear that's what they were doing with cigarettes. They just wanted to want. And they wanted to look grown up and all that other yeah. stuff. But, like, so I, re- I know what you mean. Like, my friend, Ern, <laughs> he smoked weed before me. Yeah. And we were in, like, we were like juniors in high school, which I feel like at that time it seemed like we were babes <laughs> young babes in the woods yeah but that's i feel like kids are like i don't i don't know what kids are doing these days but anyway i remember being really jealous because i wanted to be the one that had done it first and yeah like oh yeah it's, it's no big deal it just yeah. smoked it just i've already fucking done it so. <laughs> yeah that's that's the fantasy <laughs> yeah. is everyone's talking and you're yeah. like well i've already done it uh matter of fact yeah and sex too and sex too i've done them all i've done same both. night actually yeah <laughs> Oh, I remember. Do them all the time. Now I just, you know, I don't care for it that much, so I don't do it that often. Okay, so same guy. Ern got his license before me. Mm -hmm. So he was 16 and a half, and I was 15 and a half, and I I was waiting to drive. And, buddy, tell me what this makes you think of. He So he had been driving for a year when I got my license, Mm -hmm. and I was talking about how fun it was. Like, it was like, I don't think I'll ever get used to this it's like i can drive a spaceship like on the ground <laughs> but it's like huge heavy steel box with glass and lights and like it goes so fast and i was like i get to move it around and he was like i'm actually pretty over it like it's pretty normal to me now and like yes he was doing that thing that we're talking about which yeah. is like you just want to be grown yes you want to be older and have matured faster than your friends why is maturing mean like steam cleaning all the joy out of it. Like, I still get in my car. I, I'm going to tell you, I get in my car and pretend I'm in, like, a movie or something. Like, starting the car. I'm James Bond. I'm like, look at me. I'm not... Like, a, peeling out? <laughs> no, driving no. Driving very reasonably parallel parking in front of a Bye Bye Baby. All these sorts of things that James Bond would do. <laughs> 
but uh, but I still think it's awesome, and that 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 is real. Nobody was modeling that for the, us. We didn't have any grownups in our lives that were like, you know, I still sometimes just eat ice cream for dinner or whatever. It yeah, might be. definitely nobody did that. So you snorted the 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 cocoa the I cocoa bean. The cocoa bean. How'd that in go? High school. It was great. <laughs> Um, I don't know. Nothing bad ever happened. <laughs> Edit that I don't out. think. <laughs> There's some kid with a line in front of him right oh, now. Oh, yeah. No, don't do it. I'll listen to, I'll listen to Pete Holmes' podcast. He always has a mildly anti-drug man. Uh, um, no. Uh, um, no, it's But that fine. is, that is why yeah. I asked you is because like we thought, did you think your life was going to explode? Um, I think I wanted my life to explode be- mm. because I just didn't. I don't know. I definitely in high school, I was like, I wanted that whatever. Like when you were talking about the girls with the cigarette, the the thing that I f- f- imagined they probably felt was just they wanted like some attention. Oh, yeah. And that's like what I wanted the most in high school. And I didn't really care what kind it was. If it was like a worry, that was as good as like praise. Yeah. Um, so. <clears throat> that's interesting because so her name was Christina. And I remember in math class, I drew what a. What am I doing? <laughs> this story is embarrassing. Sing a song about it. I drew, <laughs> I drew in song form, please. A picture of her <laughs> in a pillbox hat. <laughs> um, why do people always do that when they have to like sing a song? Like music isn't like that. Well, they'd be like, "Well, I went to the those are covering all your notes, kind of." You don't want to be accused of not having enough notes. Yes, of course. Uh, but I drew her with a cigarette in her mouth and then there was a little shackle on the cigarette and chains going down and then it was uh, chained to her neck and then in the smoke I wrote Jesus Christ (laughs) I agree I want for the record I agree. I want it notarized that yeah. I agree. Okay, okay. But it's not as if it's not ha- heavy-handed <laughs> enough. I was trying. I'm already defending myself. I was trying to make her stop smoking. Yes. She was my friend. I you wanted were, her to not smoke. You were laying it on really thick, too. Very thick. So what did it say in the smoke? <laughs> One word. Oh, no. It's a Britney Spears song. Oh, really? It, it wasn't a reference to a Britney Spears song. I'm giving. Yeah, you I know clues. what it is. Toxic. Good guess. Is that not it? No. Uh, Toxic is actually less judgmental. Than really? <laughs> what a slave! Slave! Oh my slave. god! Oh my god! Slave. <laughs> In my defense, that's how the '90s was coming at us with yeah. dare. I was just kind of doing my own <laughs> version of like that. Oh that poster would be up in health class, slave, and it would be chained <laughs> in, to a cigarette in the nineties for in sure. In the nineties for sure. Nineties was would a be... big push of no smoking. Oh yeah, for for kids that kind of faded out. I think by the time I was in like high school, really? Yeah, there was not really that much of a push of like you know what cigarettes do to you. Really? Yeah, there were. I don't remember any like commercials really like that from when I was a kid. That's bizarre. Yeah, but then this is what made I'm bringing it back to you. I showed it to her. Of course, I did. Uh huh. And then she wanted to keep it. She liked it. Oh. So this brings me to you. Why? Hell yeah! Finally. Yeah, finally somebody saw what I was up to. Noticed me. Someone noticed. Someone saw me. Literally, the story starts with I drew her. Yeah. 
that's that's, that's nice little attention. Yeah. Of course, I saw myself as like a as algae. I thought of myself as like the least desirable, <laughs> sweaty, pale, doughy boy. If you had started smoking, maybe someone yeah. draws a picture of you. And then maybe I'd lose a few pounds. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Oh, that's so, uh, so tell me, why do you, when did that start? And what did it, what shape did it take? Were you playing music yet? What, where, you were in high school yeah. and you want attention. What do you mean? What did you do? I was, I was playing music. Um, I don't know. I think I just felt like <clears throat> like you do in high school, like no one fucking understands me and God isn't fucking real and no one fucking likes me and uh, one of the songs in my punk band? God isn't fucking real? No, that would have been a real <laughs> punk band. We were a suburban punk band. Nobody likes me. The first line was I'm sick and tired of people trying to understand me. Uh was the first line. That's funny because people like that would that sounds nice to me, buddy. Yeah. No one was trying to understand. Yeah, us. nobody was trying to understand was, us at all. It was based on <clears throat> TV. It was based on Mr. Belding in Saved by the Bell. It was based on like uh, guidance counselors yes, on TV a shows. Fantasy of a person who cares. That we yes. didn't have that. There was no one who cared. I'm sick and tired of people trying <laughs> to understand me. <laughs> Is that? how it goes i sang it more like james hetfield but that was the melody (laughs) it sounded more like a blues you want to hear like a deep dish blues singer like a bob dylan yeah the second line was i sit in class but am i really there oh my god that's that feels like a like um like pink floyd-ish or something like that oh yeah weird adolescent (laughs) the sound of tinkling glass don't 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 Uh, look, I'm very happy to be talking with you and I'm telling you all sorts of anecdotes, but I'm going to force myself <laughs> to keep it on you. What, are you, what were you doing? What were you wearing? You. What were you doing? Oh, I was wearing like a fucking suede blazer to school every day. No, you were I was, yeah. It was like I just had all these clothes that my dad would buy at like Goodwill. And then I'd just gotten... I'd grown big enough to wear some of my dad's clothes. So I just wear all my dad's Wait, clothes. Wait, they were to your dad's clothes. Yeah. I know guys like you. Yeah. I I You say that with such disdain no, in your eyes. What you heard was yeah. true jealousy. What? I was Val and I just went to lunch. It was not cool. Wait for it. Okay. I'll tell you if it was cool <laughs> or not. Because yes, it was. Okay. I we just went to lunch and I was looking and it was such a Los Angeles table. These four kids, one they were probably 18, 20. Mm-hmm. One of them's wearing overalls and one of the things is open. Oh yeah. One of the kids, they just looked like extras in Back to the Future too. In the future. Yeah. They all had a look. Yep. Each one of them had a look. Like one of them, what is your name? Brains and you're slim <laughs> and you're junky. <laughs> and then there's the one girl. And the girl had a tattoo that said some kind of death on her neck. Whoa. And I was like, when I was growing up, we wore champion sweatshirts and yeah. blue jeans. That's another look right now. I know that's cool now. Yeah. But I just, you, there was a girl that I was really, uh, I think she was my first like super crush. Yeah. And she would wear like red bell bottom pants. And I'd be like, where did you get those? Because I'm, yeah. you're like raiding your dad's closet. Yeah, she Where'd probably... she get them? 
She got them from like the theater department or something. She like borrowed them from the theater department. I'm like, where do you fucking cool ass motherfuckers? I'm going to fucking Filene's in the husky section. It never occurred to me to be like, I'm going to go in my dad's closet and wear an oil covered work shirt. That would have been cool. I mean, it seemed cool to me at the time. Yeah, I just wanted to look like an adult, and I was like, my dad is an adult, I think. And uh, and what was your relationship like with old suede jacket? Did he love that you were taking his clothes, or was he like... I don't think he really cared. Kevin! Yeah. <laughs> I know your name's Christian. But like... <laughs> um, no, I don't think he cared. Uh, he would just go get more shit from Goodwill or whatever. It's and like... was he paying attention? It wasn't working? Not really. I mean, you yeah, literally it was sitting at the breakfast table... Dressed like him, <laughs> and he's not going. The boy ain't right. There's something wrong with the boy. <laughs> Something's wrong with the no, boy. My dad would. I mean, he would go through phases of dressing kind of outrageously, and I. I think I just took one phase of his clothes, and then they just became my clothes. My dad would be like, <clears throat> he went through a phase where he's like really wanted to look like a Johnny Depp pirate. Like from from Pirates of the Caribbean, like a big boots and I'm like not laughing, but I am <laughs> laughing so hard. Like like in yeah. another reality, I'm losing my mind. There's like a kid rock phase. Kid rock? Yeah, like a kind of like goatee, you know, uh dyed hair. No. Yeah. So the Tiger King. He has a kind of a little bit of a Tiger King vibe, yeah. <laughs> For sure. Your dad. Yeah. Dressed either like a pirate. Or the Tiger King, some at different s- stages of my life, yes. But in the '90s, he would look like fucking John Stamos, and it was like a fucking babe. Dope. And then like it, it like worked. totally, yeah. I mean, it worked. So he's a cool guy too. Yeah. So you think you're cool? It was a trick. <laughs> so you think you're cool? Oh, he's a cool guy too. I see what you're saying. I no, thought no, you were no. talking about Christina and my dad <laughs> oh, and your Christina? other friend who smokes. Oh my god. <laughs> name i was yeah. trying to think who on full house was named christina <laughs> so you're are your parents together no were they at this point no she left stamos yeah what yeah mercy <laughs> left stamos it, at the height of uh you don't leave full house yes yeah. you leave coulier Yes, you leave coulier and you're right but you coulier you ought to know about it sometimes you need a coulier though Coulier, I, I feel would, like, is reliable. I feel like I'd date Dave Coulier now. I don't know anything about him now. He's a sweet man. I'm sure he's a sweet man. But I mean... You can't be know. with Stamos forever. He's got a fucking motorcycle. I know. Isn't that practical? You can't have a kid with a motorcycle guy. He's an uncle, not a... Yeah. Not a lover. Yeah. So what happened? When did your parents split up? How old were you? Uh, I don't know. Like Do a year down? old or something. <laughs> a year? I don't know. Very young. I have like you no. You don't remember it. I have two memories of my parents being in the same room together. Oh, wow. And one of them actually wasn't even a room. It was just, I remember my dad and my mom standing on the front porch, and my mom like didn't really want to invite my dad in. And they were just kind of this awkward. Because he was in like, this pirate phase? <laughs> this was pre-pirate phase. Uh, permission to come aboard? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Oh. I don't know, Sparrow. Yeah, she's like, you, you're good out there. Anyway, You belong fun, on the open sea. <laughs> you don't belong here with us landlubbers. 
His heart was his heart was the ocean. Oh yeah. my god, his heart was the ocean. <laughs> she had so many ways out. She did. Your heart's in the ocean. <laughs> I can't have your peg legs scuffing up my heart with pillars. <laughs> That's good. You're going to have to take that peg leg off if you come in here. He puts on a foot. Like you have a foot, but you wear the peg. It's easier to control. (laughs) Oh, my God. It's easier to control. He has a reason. So when did you put it together that it was... When did you develop a feeling about your parents not being together? Or did that never really happen? Was it? I didn't really have much of a feeling about. I mean, it kind of just made sense to me. That's how I was like, yeah, they're not. That would be weird if they even saw each other in person, right? Um, for a long time. Did they talk about the other? Yes, they both talked about the other. Um, probably too much. Were you the intermediary to like deliver messages? Yes. Like you were the bottle that your dad rolled up messages into and threw so, into the ocean. <laughs> at a certain age, I became that more and more. Yeah. Um. Which. Yeah. There's like, I have some memories. Did you see that movie, Honey Boy? Yeah. I, I have some memories like that, the being being on the phone or whatever while the two people speak. I'm trying to remember. There's a scene in that movie where the, the kid is on the phone with the mom or something like that. And he's talking and the to the dad. dad. Is, they're both having an argument, the mom and the dad, but the kid is just communicating the argument to, oh God. to, to the other parent. Oh, God in heaven. Intense. Yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah, yeah, I, just to relate, my mom overshared way too much about like her feelings about my dad, like Are they together or they've got divorced? My joke is they're still together. Unfortunately. Wait, they are still together. They are still together. But that actually, what's been weird is like they've been getting along for a while lately. And I really feel like that, that strangely still impacts my psyche. Like I'm in a better mood. Because it's like you're like, children. they're going to be okay, yeah. It's like my children are okay. I mean, that is what your parents some turn turn out to feel like. Yes. You just you grow up and you're like, oh, yes, these are not my parents, actually. These are my children. That's right. Yes. That's right. And I just want them to have a good Christmas. Yes. I'm telling them about Santa. Please they have believe a again. Christmas. <laughs> Mom, there's some, there is someone on the roof. That's pretty uh, dark. There is someone on the roof, yeah, Mom. there is someone on the roof. Um, here's what... Oh. You... Who did you live with? <laughs> That's not what I was trying to remember. Who did you live with? I was trying to remember what I forgot, but then I forgot it. And then so. you said, uh, I lived with my mom until I was like 10 or something. Mm-hmm. And then my dad moved out to LA. And uh, where, I was, split where time. were you before then? He, he was in Florida. You were in Florida too? No, I was in LA. Do dads like that have to go to Florida? Or? I, I always. <laughs> Saw how he dressed, and they're like yeah, how he was, and he's like Florida. you're divorced, and like yeah, yeah. Used to bum around uh, West Palm Beach for a little while, and, <laughs> and then be, decide to re-enter your child's Here's life. A, at a, <laughs> yes, at a later date. <laughs> yeah, and then he, you've went, got a decade of things to figure out down here. <laughs> so he went to he went to Florida. Yeah, no dad. No, I mean my had feel? my step my mom remarried when I was five, and then that was just oh, my dad, okay. you know. Yeah, what's um, his name? Gene. His name is Ken. Uh, I mean, that's so that's, close to Gene. I can't believe to, it. Yeah, they're all Jim and Ken and Gene all the and all the like, stepdads. Yeah, <laughs> they pull from Gary. The same, I don't know the same hat. Yeah, Gary. Yeah, 
Yes, Ken. Ken, yeah. Ken. Kenneth, yeah. Kenneth. Yeah. No. Yep. Yes. Yeah. And what's your dad's name? Yes, I don't. Um, your birth dad. My dad's birth name is Lee. I mean, he changed his first name to his middle name and his middle name to his first name. His actual real first name is Eric. Eric Lee. But he changed his name to Lee Eric. Eric Lee seems like something that if I was a freestyle battle guy and I'm... It's like an adverb. Yeah, like lyrically, Eric Lee. Eric <laughs> like I'd Lee, be very happy yeah. to be like, and here I am slaying yeah. Eric Lee lyrically. Like, Eric Lee lyrically. That's I'd a guy really that you happy. do want to be in a rap battle. That's what with I'm because saying. Because you're going to be able to roast him pretty good. And then like your that. hype man is like, I know lyrically and Eric Lee is right there. Would say, sit on it till the yeah, last verse. Yeah, just wait until the last verse. Wait. You got to build up to it. <laughs> wait until you really need it. <laughs> uh, okay, so you're de- you're being raised by Ken. Yes, Kenneth. Kenneth. Ken. What was that relationship? Daddy with? Ken. Um, it was great. He was like a. I always like admired. Uh, the, the older and older I get now, I'm like, I can't believe that'd be like if right now I decided to marry somebody that had like a five year old kid and then just become their dad. Yeah. Um, it is amazing. And like treat that and kid be cool like about it. yeah, like he was. I I always imagine like. <clears throat> If I were in that situation, like I'd feel weird, or I'd be like, "Well, fuck that other dad," or you know, like, yeah, or like this kid, he's reminding me of my dad, I'm, you know, yeah. Um, but uh, he was always great. Wow. Yeah. You write any songs about him? I have a lyric in a new song that's a, that ha- that references him. Oh. Stepdad reading Treasure Island to me. Uh-huh. <laughs> hey. So he's reading a book about your old dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he wanted me to have a good relationship. That's just good association with my dad. <laughs> Let me tell you where your dad comes from. <laughs> this is called Treasure <laughs> It's more of a peninsula. Oh, this is your birthright, Christian. That is so funny. So when did uh, Musica come in? Where? where Wait, then what? What? What did Musica? Oh, Musica. Musica. I thought you um, said Lucy Cup. Lucy Cup. <laughs> lyrically, Eric Lee. Eric Lee, Eric lyrically. Lee. I'm about to say Eric Lee, lyrically. I can hear ah. Eminem saying that at like the final oh scene of, uh, of course. Of Eight Mile. Yes. The sequel, Nine Mile, yes. is uh, coming out nine, nine tomorrow. Mile. He's just gotten out of rehab. <laughs> <laughs> and he has, to, he has to make a record that's good. I'm going to say this to you. I've said it already, but yeah. I want to say it again because i just i want everyone to get the same pleasure i get out of this i just think hip-hop is so funny Mm -hmm. because you you have to be hard all the time you have to be like cool and tough and hard so when you see the true side of eminem which is that he is like like he's just got like I don't know how to put it. It's almost like he's he, he's he's not. I don't think he's neurotypical. He's like obsessive, no. yeah. and and he knows and he loves words, yeah. and he's so it's sort of like a. a I don't want to say it's a nerdy thing, but like synonyms and yes. homonyms and all that stuff. It's not exactly. You got to know a lot about the English language. That's to what do I'm saying. That. Yeah. So it's it postures as like I'm getting ready for like a West Side Story style like throwdown, <laughs> but it it. It actually has this like very academic sort of yeah. like bookish sort of quality. 
and it's hyper literal too, which is also yeah. like one of those things that comedians have a hyper literal nature. And, and I've noticed that rappers sometimes have that as well. So he has this, so kill shot, the thing, the song that he put out against uh, machine gun Kelly, oh, yeah. which was a big deal like five years ago. And now nobody probably cares, but he has that <laughs> lyric in kill shot where he's making fun of machine gun Kelly, who says, um, your last three albums sucked. <laughs> Uh, go back to recovery because uh-huh. right? you just said recovery yeah. <laughs> and recovery is the name of one of Eminem's albums. Yeah. So machine gun Kelly says your last three albums sucked. Go back to recovery. It's just a line in, in his other song. And there's literally like this glaring verse line in a verse from Eminem's rebuttal where he goes, uh, your last three albums suck. Go back to recovery. Recovery was two albums ago. Know your facts, <laughs> little goof. What? Before you like come at me. And I'm like, he Eminem's hyper little brain thought Machine Gun Kelly was like, your last three albums suck. Go back to your last good album, Recovery. <laughs> but he just meant like go back to recovery. Like, you know what I mean? But he was like, oh, I, and like no one in Eminem's two albums. You gotta know your facts. <laughs> It's easily Googleable. You can just look it up on the internet before you put it out on Spotify. You, thank you. For a moment, I was like, "Oh no, I've bored Christian Lee Hudson." I, uh, you I don't care about this. You got it. What do you? No, got? no. <laughs> you gotta go. I was like, "Was that even worth it?" And then you yes ended it, and it made me feel great. But I hear like the other level of comedy to that is that nobody in Eminem's circle was like. Yo, don't, yo, M, I don't think he meant go back. Like, he liked well, once recovery. Once you're at that level, who is going to ever say anything like that to That's you? exactly my point. No and one that's why ever. you need yeah. some guy named Street Earl or something that yeah. you hire that just, like, keeps it 100 with you. Yeah, that's just a guy that, yeah. Street you, Earl, listen to this, Earl. <laughs> this new diss track I put out. He's, he's like, like, that's great, but actually what I think he was talking about is just, like, going to <laughs> back to rehab. <laughs> like, he's, just, he's making fun of the fact that you're an addict. Yeah, he's like, okay. Oh. Oh, why didn't anyone else tell me? <laughs> Was That's it why worth... you need Street Earl. <laughs> I guess it like a cool name is Street, Street Earl. Earl. That's what you thought one of those kids' name was when you when you went out to lunch. You're like, yeah, there's uh, brakes, and then there's Street <laughs> there's Earl <breaks. laughs> and wheels. Wheel? The kid in the wheelchair is definitely named Wheels. <laughs> That's from the Burger King Kids Club. That is not. Wait, is that that's true? not in the Burger King Kids Club? So McDonald had McDonald Land, and then Burger <laughs> King is like, "We're getting smoked. We need the Burger King Kids Club." And even as a kid, I was like, "They're phoning this in." And one of the kids in the Burger King Kids Club was in a wheelchair and his name was wheels because of course it was yeah this was back when newsies came out and the kid on crutches was named crutchy like we were just it was oh a different God. time for the differently abled is it is 90 wheel? minutes oh wait oh, you're just showing me wheels there's wheels. wheels wait this is a cartoon yeah there's wheels and it's like a motorized wheelchair oh it's not like and they thought that they were doing something good that's what with, I mean. They with were like, that. Let's move the needle forward. Yeah, this Katie is, just showed this us is wheels. good for him. For uh, <laughs> I don't know what you say actually. Um, <laughs> Welcome. I took you into a, a room you can't riff in. Yeah. So that's my job <laughs> as, a, as a host. Hey, remember wheels? Yeah. Bye. <laughs> I just leave I just me. Leave the room. You just leave me with a microphone. Have fun with that. Hey Pete, where'd you go? You, I'm, we were getting to when. I'm so sorry for that Eminem tangent, but like if anyone no, I'm always to the down track, for an Eminem tangent. Shot, 
I've had more to say about Eminem. Actually. Go ahead. Well, it's funny you brought up. God, this is so. I don't know why I want to spend my time talking about this, but I actually when think Anderson about, Cooper asked him to freestyle and he really <laughs> wasn't in the mood. No, I have never <laughs> seen this. This <laughs> it's uh, it's unbelievable. I need to watch this clip. You can just whatever they're doing to get ready to freestyle. If well, it's a Red Bull or a jog, like he just was, like, he was just sitting not, in a room and he was like, "I'm not prepared I can't, to do that." Like, uh, your shirt's black and you're being whack. Like it, it, it's oh, like, oh no! But I, I'm like, don't Damn. do that, Marshall. But it, <laughs> what are you doing? Am. Am. Tell me what you're thinking. Well, what I was gonna say when you're talking about there's the nerdy aspect of it. I feel like when Eminem came out, it part of that was that he was nerdy. I feel yeah. like he was playing like a nerdy character, and yeah, then slim gradually shady. over time it became like this fake hard thing and and i don't yeah. know if you know this but eminem put out a record i think like a year and a half ago the only reason i know this is because there was a bunch of like plastered up things on the side of buildings by right. my house right and the album is called music to be murdered by music to be murdered by yes and it's a photo of him on the cover he's wearing a fedora no he's not i guarantee you he's wearing a fedora he has it you can <laughs> look it up why you need look street <laughs> Yes. This is why you need street Music Earl. to be murdered by wearing a fedora, full beard. Um, this is why you need street Earl. Yeah, what the fuck happened? I feel I like... I guess you can't stay nerdy forever. Do you see it? I need yeah. to see it. I need to see it. Okay, we'll put the podcast on YouTube. Oh, my <laughs> God. Oh, my God. Yep. yep. Yeah. Music to be murdered by. Only murders in the building. This is the only murders in the building. This looks like a it? yeah. Only murders. <laughs> this is that what the what that show is based on. Well, I also think his the way his brain works is evidenced by the fact that he keeps putting out albums. Yeah, just stop. Meaning like he can't. I, and and I, I I am a fan. I, I don't have too. murders to be yeah murders to murders be buried to be by. <laughs> I don't have murders. Music to I be don't have only <laughs> murdered by only can't. music in the building. <laughs> I don't have it. Only music in the building. And I really do like him. But I'm like, I feel like if his brain would stop going like couch, ouch, yeah, <laughs> mouse. Don't do that. Like if if he can't stop. That's what you do. You keep putting out an album every two years. If you're like, well, I've done it. I wanted to prove that I was a rapper, and now it's time to enjoy the bounty of Michigan. Uh, he would do it, but he, I no. think like it's his medicine. Yeah, he's got it's it's he some, has to. some aspect of it has to be cathartic or whatever. Or he has For that sure. fixation with it that you you know like you can't turn the faucet do. off. Yeah, I feel the same way about. Uh, it doesn't matter who. When did music come into your life? <laughs> um. I had because uh, you're looking for attention. You're wearing suede jackets. I was wearing a suede Your jacket. Are and I was like, you got Kenneth doing his best, Kenneth. loving you. Um, my, I'm trying to think. My, uh, my parents didn't really listen to a lot of music when I was a kid. I neither. Like hardly any. Like just top forty or whatever. And they, I don't think they ever knew what anything was called. They're like, oh, that's a fucking that's a great song that <laughs> Seal into sings. The new apartment. <laughs> they say it wrong. They definitely were not bare naked ladies fans. <laughs> um, my stepdad was a big fan of Will Smith, and I, that I was—I remember listening to, to a lot go of outside Will Smith. for twenty. 
<laughs> your your biological father is out there dressed like Jack Sparrow, <laughs> and your dad is like sha na 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 na. Hey, yeah, <laughs> you were there with yeah, the haze. Of course, yeah. Hey, yeah. welcome to Miami. Playing yeah. in your house. Not in the house, in the car on the way to school. We listen to house. like Willennium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or getting jiggy Big with Willie it. style. Yeah. yeah. He liked that he was clean, you know, yeah. clean rap. Yeah. So that's, we listened to that a lot. What because else you were, you were to? Christian. Yeah. I, th- I think he also, I mean, later, I remember being in high school and going into like my, my stepdad's like little like office den area and opening a drawer, I was looking for like scissors or something. And I was like, oh my God, he's got, I'm not allowed to listen to Eminem and he's got all these Eminem CDs in here and like DMX and stuff. Like, really? Yeah. He had all this shit in there. I guess that's what he, he liked all that shit, but just wouldn't listen to it around me out of, you know, cause I was a kid and I wasn't allowed to listen to it. Interesting. Yeah. Because when I was in Christian college, I would proudly play. Big Willie style, yeah. That that, that tracks, yes, absolutely. Exactly. And those tracks, yeah, were great. Those tracks. <laughs> I love the pride of being a clean. I'm a clean rapper, and Eminem didn't like that. Remember, yeah. Of Will Smith not. doesn't have to swear to sell records. Yeah, well, I do, do. So fuck him and fuck you, right? Yeah, that's that's right. what it was. Well, that's fuck you too. But oh, fuck you. Let's too, not yeah. split hairs. Yeah, I don't know. So you were listening to Big Willie. <laughs> We listened to that. We listened to a lot of like Lenny Kravitz. There was that. I remember that. Uh huh. Um, and then his mom. This is so funny. My, yeah, you were a... raised by people that were like, like what I'm saying is my parents were older in the 90s, but yeah. your parents were like 40 in the 90s. Yeah. And they were like, they were no, my parents were like 30 in the 30 90s. in yeah. the 90s. So yeah. they were like, this is good. They like, were they... like my age that now. And they were listening to that. Be like now, if I was like Will Smith, is what is for me, or I don't know what an equivalent would be today. Now. Yeah, I don't know either because I don't think there's a there's not a, like a standard music scene like there was no. back then. Yeah. Uh, okay. So when did you get your first guitar? Um, for my twelfth birthday, I think. And my, why did you get it? My mom said she was like, when I was a kid, I had to, we all had my, all my siblings, we all had to learn to play an instrument so you're gonna have to do that too okay um and she let me pick and i had a friend who who listened to showed me blink 182 and nirvana and i was like fuck yeah i'm gonna get a guitar i'm gonna get so good at it um and they got me a classical guitar which wide neck very wide neck but i probably like, good to learn on it was kind of good to learn on and i i figured out like I think the day I got it, I figured out how to play Damn It by Blink-182 on it. And I was like, oh, whoa, I just figured that out by myself. I hear. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was addicted to it. Yeah. Exactly. I just wanted to like, <laughs> you, were, you were with a friend. Yeah. I thought you were doing that for the podcast. Like when sometimes they put in the music that's being referenced underneath. Like, <sighs> <sighs> Wow. Katie, why don't you do stuff like that for our show? <laughs> yeah, you would probably get to say, it costs money to do that, yes. <laughs> <laughs> first of all the joke was that i would want that i wouldn't want that i don't want like f- slow well, now you're doing the things up. like i wouldn't f- i even fucking think that was cool anyway i've done it yeah i had a podcast that was i, that I already had a podcast that we did that on it's a i don't I'm not like, interested in that really, anymore not really my thing yeah uh i know exactly what you're talking about uh i think for me it was come as you are which is very easy to mm-hmm. figure out i learned that around the same time or the first uh when they're doing it Teen Spirit that oh yeah, which is just the last two strings open. 
really is on that first fret, but yeah. you, can, you can do it. In, but that, that kind of stuff is inspiring, though, because it's like, oh, I can play music. Yeah. And what, like, just today. Totally get the it. first day I can play music. That's right. Yeah. And then I'm going to, I played bass. Am mm-hmm. I saying that right? <laughs> and then when I learned what a power chord was, I was like, so every song I can play on the bass, I can now just play on the guitar. Huge music, music moment for me. Yeah. Um, which is the name of this podcast, Music Moments. Music with Moments with Pete Holmes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the Pete with Holmes also, also with Z. Z. Yeah. <laughs> you are ready to bake. You're ready to bake. I can slide cookies yeah. right yeah. in your in your belly because you're preheated. Yeah. Um, Music to be murdered by. We all need a street earl, man. Yes, everybody needs a street earl for the love of God. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> it's so bad it's good. Street, street earl. earl. That is that's the name of this podcast is Street Earl. If this was the first episode, <laughs> I would have been like, "That's what we're calling the podcast." We're calling the whole Street podcast Earl. Street, Earl. Street Earl. This is the first episode of a brand new podcast, Street Earl. Street with Pete Earl Holmes. with Pete Holmes. Street it's Earl. just where you you ask people like, "This this is a good idea." <laughs> what do you if, oh What do you God. think of this joke? Does, does this come across? Am I losing it? <laughs> yeah. Am I losing it? <laughs> okay, and why is that bad? <laughs> Oh my god, too good. Okay, yeah. uh, so you get a guitar when you're 12. Yeah, not super interested in the type of music you play now. At that point, and vague. I mean, no, not really. I was interested in like nerve. I hadn't even heard the Beatles yet. Yeah, I like knew kind of what it was. Who's this on the bill with me? Yeah. Bare naked lady. <laughs> that was Paul McCartney. I was having a nice chat backstage with Steve from the Bare Naked Ladies. <laughs> Like that just never that guy never got to have that moment. Oh yeah, the goo goo dolls are all right. <laughs> Man, do you imagine though? That's just like they're like the pariahs of that music yes. like festival. But to be a band that can draw that many people yes. and have Paul McCartney be someone who's like, oh, I don't think I need to meet him. <laughs> I know two hundred thousand people are chanting the name right now. That what is, is this for? The Chinese chicken line is offensive. <laughs> You know, that's a Jewish person. <laughs> <laughs> Someone comes in and goes, actually, Sir Sir Paul, Chinese chicken is Chinese. Uh, it's chickeny China. That's, oh, that's, that's he just, he's just converted to Judaism then. <laughs> <laughs> and then Adam Sandler comes in and goes, chickeny China. <laughs> converted to Judaism. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Oh no. Oh. That's good to it's good to laugh again. <laughs> uh, okay, so you loved well maybe you didn't. I'm assuming you loved Nirvana. I loved Nirvana, yeah. And Blink 182. Blink 182. We had very similar taste, yeah. Yes. I yep. loved that Green, stuff. Greeny Day? Green Day came a little bit later, but I liked Green Day as well. I like the I like either the yelling or the like the really whiny voice. And yeah. Billy Joe just had a good voice. Yeah, kind of an unremarkable, plain good voice. Agree. Um, and yes. was more in the line with like the like the Joe Strummers of the world, which I didn't see. I didn't. That voice wasn't like attractive to me as a. It didn't sound passionate or something when I was a kid. Joe Strummers. Well, like the that Billy Joe, Joe Strummer, like that kind of just like, I am singing and this is a regular Day voice. the time. Yeah. Yeah, I understand. Um, 
but Tom DeLong and like Kurt Cobain, it sounded like, yeah, they feel they're in some kind of pain. And one of them is well, this is why we like them, the National. It's like for yeah. me, it's voice. Oh, voice my God. is super important. Matt's voice is like the voice of like God who has like given up on his creation. Wow. He's like walked away from it, and he's just so ashamed by what is ha- like. It's one of my favorite National lyrics. God loves everybody. Don't remind me. I love oh that yeah. Lyric. That's, that's a He's great lyric. Such a fucking great lyric. That's a great lyric. That song, "Not in Kansas." I think about that song like oh, once yeah. a day. It feels like. And there are like four verses they cut from that. I would love to hear the four verses they cut from that because the every verse in that song, I'm like, <laughs> what fuck, if it it's just insane. breaks your heart. It's, it's like, like it's bad. Doo doo ding dongs and ding dong with a ball Matt. sack like Ron Reagan. Ron Reagan's eating Pringles and the poop is out his butt. <laughs> Wow, I can really? see why they cut these. Well, this makes sense that they cut that. <laughs> it's bit. like when you watch the deleted scenes of your favorite movie. Like, it's uh, just them making a They sandwich. really didn't leave anything on the... <laughs> like, there's that four-hour yeah. cut of There Will Be Blood that I've always wanted to see. Oh, that sounds terrible to me. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I love There Will Be Blood, but I don't know if I need more of that. Yeah, it's like watching the extended uh, version of The Hobbit. Like, yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like two and a half hours was enough of uh, <laughs> the dwarves singing and making uh, doing the laundry. <laughs> <laughs> Should have been one movie. <laughs> Hot take. I think so. I think it's so. You're loving pop punk. Me too. Love pop punk. Uh, I found Elliot Smith at some point, like right after he died. I think. So not Goodwill Hunting. Not Goodwill Hunting. That's I was weird. I, I didn't know because I think you have to have found him. How I found him. Yeah, well, not hey, seeing Goodwill Hunting. Interesting. In yeah. It's <laughs> weird. <laughs> so you didn't see it in Woburn. No, I didn't see it in Woburn. Um, no, I, my dad like read an article about him in the paper where they compared him to Kurt Cobain and my dad was like, Hey, if you like Kurt Cobain, you might like this guy that just died. Is this Kenneth or or Eric? Eric. Yeah. (laughs) Lee. He prefers Lee. Yeah. yeah. I understand. This is Lee. Um. Oh, it's the candle. You want to blow it? Yeah, let's blow it out. What's, what are you smelling something? No, it's making a noise. It's making a noise? I'm very noise, uh. That's my do you do, This is a bad neighborhood to be noise. Oh, I don't mind that. It, it would have to be. You don't mind the sound of helicopters no. fucking circling your house for four hours, but no, 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 this they're... candle is going to bug you. <laughs> they're often looking for me, so I like the sound. The sound tells me to flee. Oh, I thought but... you were going to say it just reminds me that people are out there and people care about me. Someone that is a good callback. Yeah. yeah, I'm getting. I'm sick and tired of these helicopters <laughs> trying to understand me. <laughs> Oh my God! Uh, if I give you how much money for you to do a sincere cover of one of my punk band songs, and probably let me ask you not that, just do it for fun. Would it bug you? What? Sometimes I wonder, like, to do a cover. Well, like, here's here's I'll give you a comparison. Actors, uh-huh. I don't consider myself. I'm a comedian who acts, but like real actors don't like being given line reads. Have you heard this? What I don't know what a line read is. A line read is. Uh, can you say that again? But say it like. I don't know what a line read is. Can you say it like that? Ah, like, they okay. Don't like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a real sticking point with a lot of yeah. actors. And then I, I get the sense that the Eminem's hardness is uh, to uh, Christian Lee Hudson's. Yeah, I'm not playing that. I'm not going to play that. I'm better than that. Yeah. 
No, I like playing. I mean, during during quarantine, I I recorded just for because there's like fucking nothing to do. Just sit in our apartment all day. I recorded yeah. like some forty one covers. Just oh, like really? I recorded a cover of Fat Lip for charity. <laughs> 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 I recorded some Blink one eighty two songs. I, I chose a lot. Which, of, I did one? Toxic by Britney Spears. You did these are though that's. Uh, that, are these are unreleased so far. Well, some of them are released, but we what's did. The, what's the quiche on that? I'm always like, so Phoebe, Phoebe yeah. does Nothing Else Matters. Oh, yeah, what yeah, big, yeah. How big of a bite is uh, money getting from that? Yeah. I don't know. Is it worth doing? Probably. I would assume so. If you put out all these covers and put yeah. it out as a record, is your agent going to be like, Christian, baby, come on. You got to fucking do This is your thing now. Metallica's taking a big bite. Yeah. Oh no no! I oh, you're say saying the opposite. Tell you not to do it. <clears throat> oh, they'd be like, "This is not cost effective." Yeah. I don't. I I don't know exactly how it works um, because I don't want to. <laughs> I, uh, as soon as you look into that, you're like, maybe I should stop doing these. Covers. Yeah, I don't. I think that they just approve it. You have to just ask or whatever, and then uh, you whatever you you split. You pay them a little. Yeah. What about um, peaches by the presidents of the United States of America? It, would I cover that song? Yeah, sure. Would anyone want you to? <laughs> Probably not. I, if one one person is three, enough for me, though, <laughs> three, the members of the presidents of the United States of America would probably like. We got to get this guy to cover this song. <laughs> Have you heard his cover of Fat Lip? <laughs> so they go to the grocery store where you are, and they yeah. walk by millions of people. They just kind of <laughs> singing it, trying to plant like Inception. Trying to plant it in my head, like yeah. Oh, that's a good idea. That's actually what Inception was How about. That's, Inception was about the singer. To, the, the, the president. Leo the was the singer. But it's a true story. <laughs> and they're trying to put this on. This is really, it sounds like we're stoned. That would be a great Christopher Nolan movie, too. Uh, hot take. Huh. Christopher Nolan. Did we love him or did we just love Batman? Because everything since. There I've was been something. Like, I liked this. Interstellar. I liked Interstellar, too. And but that's, I'm like, that's I like space. Didn't, I like space, too. I'll watch any space movie. And I, I really like the way that he visualized time and space at yeah. the end. I like that, too. I, I'm with you on that one, although most people hate that movie. What else? Dunkirk didn't like it. I didn't like Dunkirk. I didn't like uh, What's, uh, Inception. I hated Inception. Inception. I, I'm like, I thought I liked it at the time. I rewatched it recently. I was like, oh, this is not that. Speed agree. Yeah. Um, and uh, you Tenet? can't come back from Tenet. Tenet was like... I remember I was just so I watched it during COVID. It was the first movie I'd seen at like a drive-in theater. I was so excited to be seeing any new this movie. This is killing me. What? This story is killing me. <laughs> it's breaking my heart. The hope that you have yes. in a car. It's so much hope. It's I'm COVID. sitting in a car. You're we ready. Drove to fucking Irvine or yes. wherever the fuck you're, you're, you're sitting in the car for an hour. So excited. And then tenant the starts. The whole time I I was like I got to turn my phone on and I'm looking at the plot trying to figure out what the fuck is going on. You need to you you, it, you, you need, need like it? a user's manual to watch that movie. I would have driven out of that movie. I certainly would oh, have walked stayed. out of it, but I would have driven out of it. We stayed. For sure. Yeah. For sure. This, I mean, I didn't know if it was going to get back. I had hope. I was like, maybe it's going to wrap it up in a nice way at the end. Did it? Because I turned it off. No. And I bought I mean, it. I was, we were, the whole ride home, we were both like, my wife was sitting in the car, like reading the synopsis to me. And we're sort of like, okay, so that guy was, who is that? Yeah. Wait, so wait, what was the team's? Just a, yeah. Just a waste. Yeah. Just a waste of everything. 
Okay, so yeah. you love pop punk. How love did we get punk. to um, your unique, your unique, your unique indie mm-hmm. strummy sound? <laughs> um, oh, you found Elliot Smith. I found Elliot Smith, and I found like Bright Eyes around the same time. And then through Bright Eyes, I found like John Prine, and you know, it's like I, that was like a world to like all these different songwriters that I was like, wow, this is amazing and combines i was a huge reader when i was a kid and i felt like that like tied everything and all my interests in together is like really great writing with um really beautiful guitar playing and and, uh yeah and then when when did you write what was your first song that you wrote was it embarrassing (laughs) yeah so embarrassing yeah well my first song that i wrote was pre-playing pre-learning guitar it was a um it was a gospel version of a Weird Al song this that is, was a parody of R.E.M. Fuck you and your suede jacket. And you're like, <laughs> wasn't even cool. You're like, oh, my first song was so embarrassing. And it's a great idea. It was a gospel version well, of I'd, a Weird Al song <laughs> doing an R.E.M. Everyone, it, well, everybody burps. There was burps. nothing cool. No, no. Stand, the R.E.M. song, which yes. I didn't realize. I didn't think, I don't even think I understood that weird al was a parody artist then i just thought that was his song was this song lamp um this is and i wrote a song called lord no no no. we need a minute (laughs) you didn't know weird al was a parody guy i was a kid i just thought he was there he's fucking that's his name his artist name weird al and it's sid vicious weird al weird al and then he put out a song called lamp yeah, and I was like, "Hell yeah, lamp like, fucking rocks." The lyrics are kind of silly, fucks. but this is. <laughs> it's like if you hear Amish Paradise and you yeah. had never heard Gangsters Paradise, you'd yeah, be like, "This is a good." Yeah. Yeah, it's like a weird. I was like, "God, this guy's a genius." Listen to all the musical influences here, and he's he is good. Weird he's really quite good. good. Yeah. Yeah. So I wrote this song, Lord. Lord. Yes, it was a, a song about <gasps> Jesus. That's that, that Lord is to the chin that lives at my house. Or, I don't know what it is. You Lord, know keep it. me safe while I sleep, or like something like that. That's I, all I remember. What I'm doing in my mind is I'm on a very a, a diving board that's so high, not a penis, a very high <laughs> diving board, and it's so high it's above the clouds. Uh-huh. And I'm I'm 12. I'm soft. I look like a cooked turkey. And I jump <laughs> off, and I'm in a, a tight cannonball, and I'm spinning slowly 360 as I fall through the atmosphere <laughs> into a lake. That's how happy I am. At Lord, keep me Please safe in my sleep. That was it. Probably stemmed from. When I was a kid, I was like, I thought the rapture was going to happen. Oh, no. I was so fucking paranoid that the rapture was going to happen. Have we talked about this? I don't know if we, we have. I thought it was like, if the worst, most terrifying thing for me to see as a kid is a pile of clothes on the floor. Can I, I'm going to, I'm going to do it. Okay. I'm going to tell you something. No, no. I'm going to do it fast. Yeah. Right, let's hear it. I had an idea for a sketch, <laughs> which was a Christian prank show called Christed. <laughs> And the sketch is when Joni, because based on a real one, they really did this. Oh, my God. When Joni or Tim goes to the bathroom in the bowling alley, everyone take off your clothes and leave them on the floor (laughs) and leave. And when he comes out, he'll think the rapture happened, will have happened. And 
my friend or- Orn and I were like, that's so fucked up because like you'd think you were left to die. Like it's not a it's not a funny prank. Yeah. It's not like gotcha. <laughs> Lucifer's not gonna rule oh, over the fuck. earth now. But my sketch was I thought it would be so funny if all the Christian prank people set it up. They leave their clothes on the ground. Tim comes out of the bathroom. He sees everyone's gone. And then he just picks up the panties and starts smelling them. <laughs> he starts smelling them. And it's worth it. Just, just for the Christians in the booth watching, going like, wait, what, what is he doing? What is, no, 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 Tim. Get out Tim, there. Get out there. Send him out there. Get out there. Get out there. And he's just, oh, yeah. Like, he's happy. I think what's funny about it is, like, he's oh free of the burden of yeah. having to be good. And yeah. he can and he, he knows that is his heaven. I'm bad now. His heaven is it's confirmation. Be, is to be bad. Yeah. And I can just be bad. I can be my bad self now. <laughs> All these Christians are fucking gone. <laughs> okay. Oh my God. So you were afraid of the rapture. Oh, I was Me too. Terrified of the rapture. I, I, I would have like these stress dreams where it happened, or like. I would be like, I, I, they made me read the Left Behind books um, in school. Kirk did? Kirk. <laughs> Kirk, Kirk came, came to my school. It was a very Kirk school. Really? Yeah, it was very Kirk mentality uh, Christian school. Hmm. <clears throat> Kirk Cameron is who we're referencing. What a nightmare. Yeah. Um, so it was very like end of days? Yes. I mean, when 9-11 happened, they're like, this is proof. Like, this is in the Bible. They They predicted this. There was. I remember my our teacher printing out a picture of a demon's face in the smoke or whatever. I this, remember that. And being like, "That is Allah, and that is the devil, and that's why these people did this." And now the rapture is going to happen soon. It's coming. Whoa. Yeah. No me gusto. <laughs> um, <laughs> what a fucking crazy reaction to that. <laughs> You're like a D, like a shock jock DJ in the morning. What, what? <laughs> no me gusto. Anyway, we're gonna have a couple questions for you here. We we have a little game we like to play around here called. <laughs> Would you cover it? <laughs> Would you cover it? <laughs> Music to be murdered by. <laughs> I want a button. That I can Like the kind of reaction almost of like someone who isn't listening to you. (laughs) Oh, no, make gusto. All right, everybody, we gotta get in the camper. Like, wait, you were already thinking about our schedule on the road, weren't you? (laughs) We gotta wrap it up here, guys. I gotta get home. (laughs) Oh, my God. That is the funniest thing in the world. That was great. Um, I hate everything that they were telling you, though. (laughs) I'm going to tell you one little Petey tangent, right? Just because you like the Richard Orr thing about forgiving reality. Yes, please. This is an Eckhart Tolle thing, and I'm sort of blending it into Christianity, which is the end of time, the end of days, is a full immersion into the present. Mm. It's like realizing that time doesn't really exist. Ah. is the end of is the apocalypse it's the end of time it's like a good thing yeah and it's and it happens on an individual level wow so waiting for like a a literal rapture 
is like a cartoon comical sort of yeah. farcical version of what actually can happen and it can happen right now you can just go like wait this is the eternal present and that's eternal life too it's like that's that, it's like realizing that being itself is going nowhere came from nowhere always is always will be it's just this that's eternal life and that's the the apocalypse that's the end of time that's beautiful isn't that crazy yeah isn't that fun too that you're like all these things that were like used to literally abuse you yeah. and scare you and make you go lord keep me safe in my house watch me now think about galatians wonder why galatians. <laughs> that's such a good one <laughs> think about galatians <laughs> Wonder why that that card. That's a great. Uh, yeah, that's beautiful. That's, Have you read The Power of Now? It's really great. I haven't. It it's, makes me want to take my clothes off and just you know leave a pile. That's that's the rapture. Yes, just make my own rapture happen. You can do it. Yeah. Oh God, it's so good. Leave my own pile of clothes. Um. Behind. All right. So yes. Yes. Why not? <laughs> Yo me gusto. It was me gusto. Yes, me gusto. Yes. See, me gusto. <laughs> this is. It's just insanity, and I love it so much. It's, it's uh, psychotic. I just know you have fans listening in. They've never listened to this podcast before, and they're just joining us, <laughs> and they're like, so. Do we They're like writing this reviews. Guy? Like, yeah. <laughs> so the show is. He what laughs is, a lot. What is the, the even about me? They're like the pirate stuff is really through me. <laughs> I don't think so. I think you're scoring and winning. I'm trying to deliver to the people that love you and know you. And all we've gotten so far is when you were 12, you got a guitar and you covered Blink 182, and then you wrote Stan, a gospel version of it. That's about all you need to know. And then what was the first? What was the song you wrote after that? Um, the next song I remember writing was, uh, you, you're not the exception or something like that. It was a pop punk song about fucking school or something. Yeah. Uh, fifth, sixth grade or something. You're not the exception. Yes. This was all, it was, if you are in drop D and just go first fret, second fret, third fret, fourth fret. Over and over and over and over again. You're it's, dropping to D in your first year of guitar ownership? <clears throat> That's how I was. I, the guy who I wrote the song, I was a co-write this song. Uh-huh. Learned to collaborate very young. Very good. <laughs> well, without learning, I don't know what heaven would it be. <laughs> now I'm going to go see the bare naked lady. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, I wonder if there's a bare naked ladies linen and McCartney's t- like style. Like, I don't know what the guy's last name is like. Uh, Lennon McCartney, yeah, ladies, ladies, uh, Brennan, or I don't know, <laughs> ladies Brendan. Brennan, yeah, I don't know what the guy. We'll have to is. look it up, but I don't know if there is a theme song because they're sort of like Taking Back Sunday. They have like multiple lead singers. Oh yeah, I think. I forget. Well, you know, you that was that was more your that's true thing than mine. But yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you wrote a song called "You're Not." What does it mean? You're not the exception. The kid that would cut. From I don't the back even the fucking line, remember. Like, Whoa. But I do remember in my mind right now, I can picture it on a piece of paper, and it was exception spelled A-C-C-E-P-T-I-O-N. Exception. Yeah. Wow. To think there are people our age, our age, <laughs> that don't know right. that's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, what not, the hell's wrong with that? But that's pretty punk rock <clears throat> to spell it exception. Um, I did not 
I, I just didn't think about how it was spelled wrong. Yeah. Did you dot those I's with X's? No, no X's. But I remember I, I was, this is around the time that I started doodling band names and stuff like that. And being like, yeah, my band's going to be called fucking Race Car. <laughs> was that the real one? That was a band that I wanted to start around that age. I wanted to start a band called Race Car because it was a, what do you call it? A palindrome. Did you know race car was a palindrome? Yeah. You did? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just, I've never known that. Yeah. Well, anyway, yes. <laughs> like ABBA. Yeah. A lot of good palindrome Band bands. Names. So if you can't you think too. of a band name, <laughs> you too. I think you too is a palindrome. To you. To you. Um, That's not a palindrome. And then... What happened next? <laughs> I'm a good I host. Turned. <laughs> what happened next? What did I started a band? Uh, I started a like a basically a Nirvana cover band, um, and we were trying to write some originals called Late Night Television. Is that a Nirvana reference? No, I just we wanted to be a band that played originals, but all we could practice on was Nirvana songs. Can I only because? Yeah, we're friends. <laughs> I wanted to do an Elliott Smith cover band and call it Idiot Kid. Oh. Perfect name, right? That's a great right? that's a great name for an Elliott Smith cover band. I knew band. you would like it. Yeah. It's right. Idiot Kid. He says Idiot Kid like a bunch. He it's says like Idiot Kid a lot. He says it a lot. Yeah. Like and but not so much that it's too obvious. Was but someone enough. calling him an idiot kid? Is that what this was? Wait a minute. Yeah. Someone was calling Elliot idiot kid. Yeah, you fucking idiot kid. I mean, it's pretty specific. Yeah. You idiot kid. You don't have a clue. I feel like that's in like four or five of those early songs. Agreed. Yeah. Speed agree. <laughs> so you started a band? Yeah, I started a band. I feel like we played Nirvana. Playing Nirvana. We played one show <laughs> in a garage on Halloween. Mm. Uh, that band broke up. It was just a series of bands, you know, different kinds of uh, rock bands. And you were always singing and playing guitar? I was singing and playing guitar in the first one. The second one, I was just playing guitar. And then I think by the by main like high school band that I was in for three or four years or whatever, I was just singing pretty much. Without? I wasn't playing anything. That was like a Tom Waits co- like cover band. They're not cover band, but it was like very Tom Waits junkyard inspired kind mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. Um, because I had been... I've been like lured by these these this like thirty year old man at the, I was like fifteen at the time, but this sounds bad as I'm <laughs> saying it now. Mm-hmm. Um, this guy, I don't know why, but he wanted to start a band with all these high school kids, and he was really into Tom Waits. And being an adult, I was like, him being an adult, I was like, okay, yeah, Tom Waits is really cool. You're a grown up, so you let's know. make it sound like Tom Waits, I guess. So you were a fifteen year old in a band with a thirty year old. Yeah. What, what, what? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I was, he was my best friend in high school. He was? (laughs) Kind of, in a lot of ways. But mainly because he would let me come and smoke in his apartment. Smoking ciggies. Smoking ciggies in his apartment. I did a lot of bad stuff in his apartment. (laughs) Like what? I did a lot of drugs in his apartment. What drugs? I did cocaine in his apartment. We smoked a lot of weed in his apartment, you know, just bad 
kid stuff that a 30-year-old shouldn't be allowing 15-year-olds to come into his apartment and do, but that's what happened. Oh, no. And (laughs) when did that end? Uh, (laughs) When your dad stormed in with a hook hand? They didn't know. Nobody cared. At this time in my life, I was like, did I have parents? I don't even I don't I don't remember any interactions with them. Well, you haven't told me about your mom. Where who was religious in your family? My mom was religious. See, um, and my grandmother. <laughs> see, my gusto. Um, my grandmother. My grandmother was religious. My mom is like raised Baptist, and then they just. She sent me to this like fundamentalist Christian elementary school because that was, it was a private school. They didn't want me to go to public school out here. But it was like cheap enough that they could afford to send me there, and it was Christian as well. So, I, you know, they didn't know how bad it was going to be. It was bad. Oh, it was horrible. In what way? They, they, the, the, the nine eleven fucking. Oh right. Like that shit. The, racism. The... There, there was yeah. There was racism. There was like <clears throat> really. I remember like there was um. Yeah, there was. I went to. My my stepdad is black and and I went to um, I noticed my PE teacher in at this school was calling all the black kids in my class Motown and I had no idea what that meant so I came home and I asked my I was like Dad why is the why are they calling why is Miss Coach whatever calling all the black kids Motown fork drop yeah <laughs> fork on plate fork, yeah where's my phone <laughs> really phone? yeah he wow. called the school the guy got fired but like it was all shit like that happened all the time and then just wow. terrifying us there was like a I, they i brought harry potter to school and they burned it in a bonfire they burned my same day prisoner of azkaban <clears throat> no they were confiscating every kid's like no don't read these books books which was harry potter at the time and then for Halloween, instead of Halloween, they had this thing called Harvest Fest. And they would have a big bonfire. This is in Santa Monica. <laughs> and they would they threw all the confiscated books into this oh, fire. No. Oh, God! <laughs> the no me gusto. It's forming in my throat. <laughs> Keep going. At Harvest okay. Day! <laughs> And they, they, had had a book burning. they had a book burning like at Harvest Fest. Yes. Like Nazis. Yes. Like Fahrenheit 451. Yes. In Santa Monica. In Santa Monica. Yeah. Yeah. And they, you you watch your $27 copy of I know. Prisoner of I was Azkaban. Like, my, my aunt is a Christian and she got me that book. Hey. Wow. Um, and what are the kids doing while their precious books are burning? They're into it. I don't know. It's a fire. <laughs> They're all. It's Halloween. That's they, what's confusing. They did about all the. It. They yeah. did all of the, the. Like they did the regular Halloween traditions. We all dressed up in costume. Yeah. But they just wouldn't call it Halloween. I remember spending a Halloween in the church basement watching videos about how fucked up Halloween was, and I thought it was going to be like a hot event, and it was like me and like four leaders. It was like it was the only kid that came. I also remember around Halloween, the twelve string guitar guy Mike Allen. He he gave a talk on satanic symbols. Oh fuck. And the peace sign. That's what I mean. Yeah. Is it got crazier and crazier. The peace sign was a broken cross. And, yep. And then, but this is finally when I was starting to go like, I don't know if this guy knows everything. Like I just thought he did because <laughs> he had God. khakis and car keys. Yeah. <laughs> khakis which is also and car keys. A, a freestyle rap battle yeah, dream. Yeah. 
Um, lyrically or erically. <laughs> khakis and car keys. Yes. <laughs> We're halfway to a yeah. verse. <laughs> Rap seems so hard. It's like every verse is like a whole one of your songs. Rhyme-wise? Yeah, of course. It's too many. I could never do it. I am in the back row, and he finally gets to the triangle. He goes, the triangle is a satanic symbol. And there was an audible laugh. And I was just like, oh, we don't have to just... He's not getting... We're not on yeah. Mount Carmel right now. Like, he didn't get this from <laughs> the big guy himself carved in stone. This guy's just making this stuff up. I think he's just <laughs> making it up. What do you... It's like in that little thing in the Whole Foods, the that thing that's above the O, that's a satanic symbol. Is that... The little... Do people steam? believe that? No, the cornucopia? No. <laughs> Isn't it a cornucopia? I don't know what it is. I My favorite is the Taco Bell bell. They, that's a satanic symbol? But that's not a Christian conspiracy. I actually sort of enjoy this one because <laughs> let's get ready. Now this is we're we're having a Joe Rogan experience right now. Is that um meaning it's just a, a fun conspiracy. <laughs> right guys? Uh right? I'll entertain it. Um the Taco Bell Bell is made of three sixes and it just is. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> and Monster Energy Drink it's the three lines, yeah. and that's the Hebrew symbol for six. So it's six, six, six. Oh hell yeah! And it's like the beast, the beast. The it's like at a certain point. Here's my theory. Yeah, they're like, look, we're Monster Energy Drink. We're gonna make our logo six, six, six because then there'll be all these YouTube videos about how we're evil and stuff, <laughs> and like that'll make us like the cigarette of energy drinks. It'll, yeah, it'll it's be good subliminal, for subliminal. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. The the real good one subliminal, you know, on Wendy's, she has the circle necklace. Yeah, and then the collar makes an M on this side and an M on the other side, so it says "Mom." Oh, Once you see it, you can't unsee it. That's sweet. so you're like maybe mommy can cook me a square maybe hamburger. Mommy will make me a square hamburger. <laughs> mommy <laughs> used to make the best frosties. <laughs> mommy used to make me frosties. My mommy was so great. She breastfed frosty. <laughs> My mommy never made me a frosty. Not once. <laughs> you had to go to Wendy's house. And there was no big potato <laughs> bar at my mom's house. Let me tell you that right now. No. Um, what do you where are you at now with the Lord? Um, I am like I don't know what I I just it doesn't I don't know if I believe in anything. I'm like like I, I don't know. I like the Eckhart Tolle shit you were talking about. Yes. Just like being in the present moment. Um You should read that book. That is yeah. the Whenever people are like feeling a little lost or whatever, that meaning it has no theology. Yeah, it's just a book about being like that. Sounds like, stop nice it, Christian. Stop it. Everything is happening in the moment, Everything and you're like, happened, yeah. and you just relax. It's great. I that's that's the kind of shit that I that I'm into. I, you know, I I used to have this anxiety about needing to have find some kind of something or a faith. Mm. And I don't really have that so much anymore. I'm kind of like, my dad was an atheist, is an atheist, and I Kenneth? remember, no, not Kenneth, my uh, my biological Lee. dad, Lee, <clears throat> and I remember him telling me something when I was a, when I was like 18. We watched this. We we watched the movie Synecdoche, New York, together. You know that movie? Oh yeah, yeah. And I freaked out. I had like a crazy 18. I just turned 18. I had like this crazy existential crisis watching it. You mean a movie about the inevitability of death? Yes. (laughs) Everything is just sort of a show for no one. Yeah. 
I can't believe that would have a negative <laughs> impact on you. I was, I remember I made my dad come watch it with me because I was like, is this what it's going to be? Like things just keep getting faster and faster and like, and I'm going to be like 40 like tomorrow and then I'm going to be like 50 and then by the time I'm like ready to die, it's just going to seem like it all happened yesterday and like, like where did all the time go? And then what happens after we die? Like what, what is all this? <clears throat> and my dad saying something really he was just said like i don't know why this was comforting he's like when you go you're just gonna go they're gonna put you down you're gonna take a long dirt nap and that's it <laughs> and i was like okay i'm gonna be honest christian i was hoping for more <laughs> that's, <laughs> there's like, nothing i don't know why this is comforting but he was like it truly in the ground and that's there that. is there is nothing I, I still don't know why it's comforting it yeah. just seems like the idea that there is nothing or that you just stop existing or you know that is kind of comforting that you don't it's exhausting to be even the happy parts of life or you know oh sure <laughs> um oh no i i i what i take from that this was in watchmen and also dana carvey was the first person that said it on this podcast he was like he said where were you during during the renaissance mm -hmm. and that is almost something that if you wanted to demystify i just don't i don't know um if you ask me now where was i during the renaissance i would be like the same place i've always been which is here because my deepest <laughs> dna is just being itself mm -hmm. which is what the word God is a metaphor for that spark of being. Yeah. So I actually don't believe in nothing, meaning I don't think there is nothing. Yeah. And I actually don't think the universe banged out of nothing. I think it's more likely that this universe banged. There was a big bang, but it probably banged out of something like itself. Like it was just yeah. like, there's just infinite being, which yeah. we call God and it's banging. And that something came from something. And I don't think, I'm trying, I've been working so hard on this bit for a long time trying to be like, there is no nothing. There's, there's no, like, if you believe in nothing, that's an act of faith because we don't have any scientific evidence for right. nothing. <laughs> but it sounds too snooty. It sounds like I'm like, so you better believe in God. Like, it's, you're all wrong. It's really hard about to not have that believe. tone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, who wants to hear it? So that's why I always say it on the podcast when it comes up because I'm like, at least it's I, okay here. I do like the idea, and I think about this often it, it, the idea that you're the cells that make up like everything in this room and our bodies and everything, that the, everything has always existed and always will exist. That That is kind of comforting as well. I mean, it doesn't. The atoms. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. I, I, didn't, I didn't graduate high school, Pete. So Did you I, drop out? Yeah. Wow. Um, I can't, I can't hang around with all these fucking big guys that did graduate high school and know all the science stuff and what it's actually called. Just let me have it, cells. <laughs> <laughs> let me get away with cells. You had to correct me. Wow. Edit that out. <laughs> Keep going. For a dropout, you're very learned. <laughs> I'm not. I don't feel that learned. Um, I like I, that was a joke, by the way. For a dropout, you're very learned as a joke. <laughs> oh, wow. but you do. You're very smart, and I'm enjoying this very much. Thank you, thank you. Um, I no, I like the idea that that it all existed and it's always going to exist, and that. Yes. It, I mean, it doesn't deal with consciousness at all. Like I don't. That is a, That's the bigger mystery, or of you know whatever yeah. hap happens. That's to that. the big piece know. of bacon fat and the baked beans right oh, there. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Oh my, no, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, yeah. I love. Yes, I'm with that. So actually, I feel like there's a way that both your dad is right. So yeah. we can have the comfort. Yeah. And the everything always was, everything always is, and will will always be. Right. Because Christian Lee Hudson will go in the dirt and go bye bye. Yeah. But I feel like this is just my feeling that the the, the larger life, the big life, is eternal. Mm-hmm. Christian Lee Hudson is only, you know, he's a little flash in the pan. So enjoy yeah. it while you're here. Yeah. Do and then you go take your food. Do some coke with a thirty-year-old. Don't do that. <laughs> I'm talking to the thirty-year-olds. Don't do that to a kid. Yeah. Was he doing the coke? No. He was just like, I don't know what the fuck he was thinking. I cannot imagine doing that at this age. Can you imagine bringing a child into no. your house and being like, "Yeah, smoke wherever you want. Uh, if you need to do coke, this you, here's a little mirror." Uh, oh my god. I got to go to work, so. Uh, what did he do for work? He was a guitar teacher. Wow. Yeah. See, you got a great story. Also, Christian Lee Hudson is is just a famous musician. It's that's yeah, the only choice. A serial killer. Yeah, the name right. of a serial killer. But I mean, that's true of all of them. Tom Petty kills again. <laughs> <laughs> Seventy-five heads found in the basement of Bob Dylan's house. Paul McCartney convicted today on charges of. <laughs> <laughs> Yours was good. Ted Nugent. <laughs> Ted Nugent. Ted Nugent is for sure a serial killer's name and a name of a very <laughs> bad person. <laughs> I don't. I'm not up on my Nugent. Nugent. He's just the, He's he's become a very like hardcore. Well, I don't know if he always was this way. Like a hardcore Trumper kind of. Uh, yeah. That's a dissin Nugent. Yeah. I tried. Wait. What did you say? It's a. It's a dissin Nugent. Disanugent. It's like a disappointment regarding Disanugent. No, my goose. <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> Have you ever seen a ghost? Uh, no. Alien? No. I want all of these things to exist. Yeah. I want <clears throat> there to be aliens. I want to have I want to have a like a supernatural experience. The closest that I've gotten is like really freaking myself out with my friends and being like, "Oh my god, that fucking picture of Jesus! I swear to God, it just cried like I just saw a tear roll down its face." I know what you're talking about. But where you're like all like you're kind of making it up is what it feels like amongst yes. you, and you're yeah. like, "Yeah, dude, I remember when that happened. That was crazy." Right. I went to a college, I did stand up at a college, and this kid gave me a DVD, I watched it, of a documentary, generous, uh, really more of a 20-minute <laughs> cursory investigation of uh, the haunted campus, uh-huh. and uh, they had a footage, he was like, this has footage of a statue in our garden, blinking. I was like, okay, I'll watch it. <laughs> and then you're like, yeah, I want to see a blink. I want to see a stoned blink. <laughs> and it is just so clearly the light. Yeah. What am I doing loading this DVD? <laughs> I took the shrink wrap off the DVD case to be like, we'll see about this. <laughs> like, that's on me. Um, anyway, and I'm with you. I light. wanted it to be like a nice, I wanted to see a good marble eyelid go down. I want to get scared. Yeah. I kind I love getting scared. I love like you love horror good, movies. You love a good fright. Yes, I love that. Oh wow! That, yeah, I don't know. What's your fave? Um, 
I don't know. I'm, What's like, the time you were the scared? I usually ask people the time they laugh the hardest. What was the time you were the scared, the scared the most? The scared the most uh, in a movie. I think the like paranormal activity came out when I was like I don't yeah, know eighteen or that something. Movie. That That's movie scared the shit out of me. Get out of here! <clears throat> I loved it. Get out it. of here! I loved it. I just rewatched recently. The feet, yeah, the feet in the talc. Yeah, get out of here. Love that. I still can't think of it <laughs> when I'm alone on the road. Oh, I the love talc, it. yeah. And I put talc down. Don't. <laughs> Every night I'm putting down talc, uh, just in case just I to gotta put talc down. Hooves. I want to see hooves. <laughs> that is so for us. God, if 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 um if a demon is real, please, I'm putting the talc down. Just let them walk through this talc. Oh God. <laughs> Lord, in like, like I went on, I run out. I just wanted to say it. Think about the Lord's footprint in the talk when you wake up. I didn't, I didn't care for that movie. It was so scary. Um, that's I liked that kind of shit. I don't know that that was the first thing I could think of, probably because I watched it again recently. Um, did it hold up? It doesn't really hold up now. Um, the, the Shining, like, you know, like all of those movies, The Shining, fucking The Exorcist, all of those movies scared the shit out of me when yeah. I was a kid, and I, I loved that feeling. Um, yeah. What about the time you laughed the hardest? Do you have one? The time I laughed the hardest. I. <clears throat> what, do you, what is you and Phoebe Bridgers farting in the studio policy? The, what, whether or not we do it? Yeah. Um, I we've never d- talked about it, but I feel like we there's it happens, and we just won't discuss it. We must it must happen silently or something. Both of us have kind of a passive <laughs> fart, um, but I know it's happened. A studio, it's like a locked room, you know, locked box, not very good air circulation. It's happened. I can't prove it. No one's ever vocalized it. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> the urgency of this take. There had to have been a beef in the room. <laughs> like there's something your voice is doing oh. that only a nasal disruption could bring about. Um, the urgency of the take. Uh, hardest laugh. That's what we were saying. Hardest laugh. I remember the hardest time I laughed recently. Get it? Okay. So my friend was telling me. Um. He. This is my friend's a tour manager, and he was on tour in Europe with this band. And one of the guys in the band is a, is a really hard drinker. And they were all out one night in, like, Berlin or something. And this guy's just, like, completely shit-housed. And decide, he's like, I really need to take a shit. They're, clo- they're walking distance to the hotel. He's like, I'm going to walk back and take, comfortably take a shit in my room. Yeah. Or whatever. So he walks back to the hotel, completely plastered. Um, walks upstairs to his room, he's trying the key, and he's like, ah, oh, fuck, it got demagnetized or whatever. Got to go back down to the lobby and get him to make me a new key. So he goes down to the lobby. There's nobody at the concierge desk. He's like, rings the bell. Nobody comes. He's like, ah, oh, fuck. He goes back upstairs. like, I'm just going to try it again. Maybe it's just, you know, fluke. I got to get in this room. And doesn't work. Goes back down to the lobby. It's becoming like a really big emergency. And... There's no one in the lobby at all. He's like, sees this planter that's got these trees in the lobby in no, it. And he no. goes, the planter's kind of hidden behind this like little, you go around this corner. And he pulled down his pants and he took a shit in this planter. 
in the hotel lobby of his hotel. Um, this doesn't sound like a good hotel. <laughs> it wasn't like a. There wasn't classical music being piped through. I, it, there could have been. I never heard a description of the hotel. But he's he finishes taking a shit in this planter, and he's like, "All right, I'm going back to the bar." And he walks out of the hotel, and he looks up, and he goes, "Oh, there's my hotel. It's right across the street." <laughs> it's just yeah, that's the last <laughs> he was in, in the wrong hotel the wrong hotel he's <laughs> just I think just imagining the people like cleaning yes. up the like the just what the fuck had just human shit in this planter in this hotel talk about an early checkout it doesn't work but it sounds like a joke <laughs> talk about an early checkout uh, I Love that. And I want to know (laughs) the poop plant hotel. Yeah. I'm dead. I've laughed so much during this podcast that I'm really dead. You don't need to laugh at it. It was it can be just funny for me. No, I don't mean you don't need forgive me for not laughing. Okay, good. I'm just giving you an overall the ABCs (laughs) of me right now. I'm dead. Yeah. So let's get out of here. Let's get out of here. You promised to sing one song a cappella. <laughs> Lord, can you? Pa- <laughs> what are we gonna listen to? Do the do a plug. Uh, listen to my album, Beginners. I have a song, uh, a new single out called Strawberry Lemonade. Listen to Phoebe Bridgers' record, Punisher. Listen to I don't know. Come yeah. see me on tour. Yeah, I'm gonna be in the UK in January for. A couple, a week or so, and then and you're. Yeah. I think you're doing my Largo show. Oh yeah, are you December fourteenth? Fourteenth, yeah. Oh, I got something. I heard uh, you're gonna play a Christmas song. Prepared for you, yeah. Oh, be thou my vision. No, I can't. I, well, I can't talk about Don't it. Don't tip it. I, I can't talk about it. I, I can talk to you about it after we stop taping. But this okay. is an idea that I'm gonna. This is a part of a larger right. thing. I'm gonna. Have you ever met Sufi Steves? Uh. Uh-uh. Me neither. You have to get him I would have crossed paths with Sufi Steves by now. Yeah. There's well, like he a... doesn't seem like a hanger out yeah. or he's like lives in Michigan somewhere probably in the yeah, woods. I think so. Yeah. I went to one of his shows and it was like the breakup record. Which record? Know. Oh, Carrie and Lowell? Is that the breakup record? I don't know. It was very electronic. Oh, okay. No. I, I was just standing that. with 400 white people yeah. waiting for him to be like... Sleigh bells playing Michigan, and it was like instead it was like no yeah, no, <laughs> and like there's just I actually really liked the show yeah because I like music like that but the look on these people they took like the wrong drugs yeah, you know like, what I mean they were just like in Chicago you loved me Casimir Polanski day come on please. <laughs> yeah please throw something us, throw us a bone <laughs> throw us a bone all right well, maybe well, for the encore I don't th- I don't I don't think he did. Yeah, I think he played the record, the new record, front to back, mm. and it was like mostly just him and like touch pads, yeah. and like people were like, "This isn't frolicky." <laughs> um, well, you're the greatest. You're the greatest I'm a big fan. Thanks yeah. for doing it. Likewise. I laughed so hard. That was yes. so great. Sorry to the true fans that wanted me to ask you about I don't know your hot celebrity relationship or something. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, would you say keep it crispy? It's how we end. Yes. Keep it crispy. You keep it crispy. <laughs> so crispy.
crispy. I'm so crispy. My ice game make you haters wanna get mad. I'm so crispy. I'm so crispy. I'm so crispy.